start transferring tape one. Saturday, May 4th, year 
the legendary voice of Doris Day, recorded in November of 1944, big time short breaker in 1945 on Wong Hughes. Patricia stepped away from the phone. She'll be here in a couple minutes, and we will kick off our traditional Saturday night show. May 4th, year 2013, I'm Wong Hughes. Let's say a prayer first. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity of being here. But the upcoming program, our friends, our family, help those who need help, the poor, the needy, and the hungry. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, we're going to play one more song, and then we're going to bring Patricia back in. And then we can get going with fun and game and stuff like that there.
Okay, what's brown? We can buy. <laughs> Dog for Windows and ready. Welcome to Scott. Oh, page now. Call at this. Creation 935. Escape. Leaving menu bar. Search page. Select the fill drag. Terrell Dime. Terrell KH. Jim. Jeb Silk. Frank Red. Dennis Pop. Jim. Fill drop page up. Canvas. Jerry Hedden page up. Favorites. Drag cut all. Change cut. Fill drag. Online. 3 of 123. Echo Slash, Imaginer, Jerry Head, Kansas, Larry Hat, Michael P, Bowen, Threats Club, Susan Sot, Tim Noble, Plus One Spot, Phil Prime, Cynthia Cope, Dennis Hart, Frank Ressie, Jeff Silk, Jim Taylor, K.A., Carolyn, Carolyn Wright, Patricia Newell, Phone Number, Web Application, Send as Emmett and Lisa Group Call, Enter, Leaving Menus, Patricia Newell, Unloading Jaws, Cans, OK, I'm here. Alright, as we turn down Les Brown Leapfrog. Here is the frog. Here's the frog. <laughs> Which is me. And here's You're the, the frog. Who's the frog? And here's the princess. And the little Oh, and you are the f Oh, I get it. Uh, well, uh, I had a play. Are off. we on? I yeah, we're on. Wait to the we're wait to the family. So that means I can say hello to everybody? Yes, wait to the family first. Hello, wave, wave. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Happy Saturday. I cannot believe. Where did this week go, Walden? Uh, I, I think I slept some. It was 168 <laughs> hours. Was, Not I'm, much. I'm, you didn't do much of that. Actually, I slept six, time, I slept six hours a day. I did some all-nighters working on the web showcase, so those some of my hours went. And stuff like that there. It's gone. The week is gone. It's, I'm with you again. Oh, my goodness. But, it seems like but, 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 was it this, but, this but, week we did an extra day, right? Yeah, we did We did a show Wednesday. Okay, all right. So maybe it didn't go that fast after maybe, all. Yeah, maybe we maybe we'll get confused. Well, that's pretty easy to do. <laughs> Hello there. You're on the air. Welcome to our week. You're right. I was able to get on tonight. Hooray for John! Well, hi there. I just knew you could do it. I told you I had faith. That's right. Called as, I called as soon as I called and said, you know, and I hit the button. See? As soon as he said hello. See, that's the way to do it. You keep us on speed dial. Well, I don't have speed dial that I know of. Well, all right. Then, then you do like uh, they used to do in the old time when the DJ said, okay, the ninth call wins the prize type thing. Uh-huh. People would dial all of the numbers except the last one and then count in their heads about when the eighth call would have been completed, and then they hit the last number. Well, what we used to do we had in the office, we listened, we listened to a local station, this jockey, when we started work. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. We put them on automatic redial. <laughs> ah, see, well, all right, well, you can do that. We you just die. One, just die. I think yeah. you call up with this, but we were starting to win too many prizes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can call Walden in sometime during the day, and don't call anybody else. And then when he says hello, everybody, you just hit redial. Yeah. Or else just have your your uh, son-in-law put redial put speed dial in your iPhone. You're ready to go, John. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to get yeah. a hold of him. 
Yeah, put us on a speed dial. So how are you doing, sir? How are you feeling? I haven't asked you that recently. I'm feeling pretty good. I've still been hobbling around on a cane. I don't care much for that, but that's what I yeah. can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, my dad and I were talking about it. You know, my dad had a new replacement about three weeks ago. And last year he had hip replacement. And then he remembers in the 1940s when his grandmother hurt her hip or broke her hip. She was bedridden the rest of her life. Nowadays, it's amazing, yeah. you know, what we're able to do with people who do hurt themselves. Eventually, get them on the cane and up and walking, and away they go. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it used to be a heart attack. Yeah, a heart attack. You were done. Yeah. You, you sat on the, fr you sat on the, uh, on the uh, front porch. For the rest of your life, right? Yeah. 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 It doesn't happen that way anymore. You know, I had a heart attack back in 2003. And uh, I guess the medicine that they have nowadays, you know, really helps you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been 10 years now. And you're feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have something that might get you up tonight. Okay. We have a theme. We do? Yeah, we have a theme. And, we, and you and I even talked about it. John, when we look at kids out together today, I don't even know if they're on dates or they're just hanging out together, but... In earlier times, when you asked a girl out or a girl was going out with a guy, you did certain things. The girl didn't call the guy. The guy at least had shaved. He didn't look like he had been dragged through the back alley. What, what, did, you, what did you wear when you went out on a date? Where did you go, and how did you ask a girl to go out with you? Well, we, we mostly went to the movies. And uh, <clears throat> I just would walk up to them and ask them if, if, they, if they were doing anything, if they knew me. I didn't walk up to somebody I didn't know. Uh-huh. I would walk up to somebody that I knew and ask them if they were doing anything uh, Saturday night or whatever it was. And uh, if they said nothing, I said, well, you want to go to the movies? And if they said yes, a lot of them said yes and a lot of them said no. Uh-huh. Were there particular movies that uh, you chose? Go ahead. We would wear a suit and a tie. A suit and tie? Oh, okay. Suit and tie. And what did the girl wear? A nice dress, usually. Or too many of them wore slacks. In fact, I don't remember any girls that I ever went out with that wore slacks. Yeah, it was a... I have something about slacks to say there are a couple of clips of Joe Franklin. Joe was a guest with us, what, about two years ago, Walden? Almost. Uh, a year and, almost year four, and a half. About four years ago, almost. <laughs> oh, Walden. I'm, oh, dear. Well, we won't talk about that. But anyway, Joe Franklin was a television personality in the New York area, and he would ask people really unusual questions. In the 1960s, one of his women guests came out in a pantsuit. It was really a very nice pantsuit. And that was the topic of conversation. 
she had actually been asked to leave restaurants because she had worn a pantsuit instead of a skirt or a dress. Oh my. <laughs> well, you remember the first movie star, that female movie star? Marlena Dietrich. Yeah, and I, who also wore, wore uh, was in the 30s, wore pants. Catherine Hepburn. Oh, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn, yeah. 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 Well, she didn't abide by anybody's no. rules. And, I mean, that was fine. She she really did a very nice job of saying, gosh, guys, I don't care. I have to be myself. Mm -hmm. It was nice. Mm -hmm. It was nice. Okay, John, what kind of movies mm -hmm. did you see? Oh, well, we, uh, <laughs> they were all mostly all in black and white. Uh-huh. Would you would would it depend if you took a, a girl out? Would you take her to a musical or would you, you or what kind of or uh, a comedy? Would you be very selective, John, or not? Whatever was showing that week, it was okay with you. Yeah, well, I would ask you know what they would like to see. Uh -huh. you know? And that's what we that's the way we did it. What most uh -huh. what generally what the, most of the girls would choose? What what uh type of movie? Well, a lot of white comedies. Uh-huh. So, but that, that's uh, what we generally, generally, that's what we did, you know. Tell me about the comedies that, now, first of all, what is the first movie you remember seeing, and when was it? The first movie I remember? Uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me a minute. We're talking to our friend John from Maryland, everybody. That's Patricia over here. I'm Walton over here. And this is going to be our theme for the night. And it's May 4th, year 2013. Well, let's see. I can remember. Let's see. I can remember. Um, let's see. I can remember uh, Pinocchio. I can, I'm, I'm trying to think back. And I can remember uh, very vividly watching the movie Tone News, and I can see it, I can always see it in my mind of uh, Doolittle's Raiders taking off the Hornet aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah. I saw that in the movie Tone News when it, when it actually happened, you know. The effort happened. Yep. That was 1942. 42, right. And I can remember. No White, I can remember Pinocchio, a lot of Walt Disney's, you know, because uh, those are the ones that left an impression, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, John, when you went to a movie that had newsreels, did it also show a cartoon before the movie? You know, uh, they usually had a cartoon the newsreel and then the cartoon. How long was your entire evening in there from the time you sat down to the time you went out the door? We used to, see, we used to say it seemed like two hours. But nowadays you realize it really wasn't two hours, you know. The movies were like uh, an hour and 20 minutes, things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But when they got done with the, the newsreels, and they had a lot of newsreels and uh, a comedy, you know. Then uh huh. Did you have an intermission? 
No. What? No popcorn, Blake? Then the, they, the, the candy counter was closed door to door. Oh, I sugar. did not know that. Well, of course, you didn't have sugar, but what about popcorn and stuff no, like they, that? they didn't have popcorn. You I've got robbed. The movie where they had popcorn when I was growing up. Never. You got robbed. Well, I I just love this. All right, now I have a question. Another question. Right. I would I follow old movie posters, not religiously, but there's an auction house that has special auctions of old movie posters, and I look usually in the 1930s and 1940s. Yeah. I found a Dr. Kildare. Let me find Dr. Kildare here. Hold on. Yeah. I found a Dr. Kildare movie poster for a 1938 movie. Let me see. Yeah, I remember those. Heritage, Dr. Kildare. Okay. Um, 1938, Dr. Kildare, and it was, that was it, Young Dr. Kildare. That was the name of the movie. And it starred Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. And the most peculiar thing on the poster that I saw was that it had Lou Ayers and Lynn Carver, who was one of the women, you know, the, the primary woman with them. But Lionel Barrymore is not on the poster, which I thought was really strange because he was, you know, the big draw. But anyway, um, I'm, getting, I'm getting myself off topic here. At the bottom of the poster is uh, a medallion that, um, let, me, let me make sure I get this correct, uh, Kildare, there's a, there's a medallion type, you know, like if you got a, a, a prize and they, they put a medallion with, it looks like a little ribbon with a, yeah, a gold, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's got that on the bottom and it, it reads a movie quiz contest. And it says $250,000. I'm thinking they got too many zeros in there, and it was probably yeah. 250. But I didn't know what it meant, and I found out. Do you know what it meant? I'm trying to think. A medallion. Yeah, it, it looks like, you know, one of those little um, gold, like a gold ribbon. If you got a blue ribbon and a, and a red ribbon and a gold star or something like that on on a piece of work, it's one of those, and in the middle well, you know of what it, it might be, you know, nowadays they give uh, movies uh, uh, one star if it's a poor movie, a two star, or a three star movie. Nope, this actually, be. this actually announced a contest, and I'm not explaining this particularly well. It's about the size, I guess, on the, on the poster, it would have been about the size of a silver dollar with the image of two little ribbon ends uh, coming out of it. And in the center of this is written a movie quiz, $250,000 contest. And I had no idea what that meant. It was the first time I had ever seen it. And apparently it's the first time because I just haven't been paying attention. Walden, do you know what it meant? I do not know. Uh, well, I couldn't. I couldn't find it anywhere, mm -hmm. so I wrote to the Heritage Auction people, the mm -hmm. ones who have these multi-million dollar auctions, mm -hmm. and 
I asked about it, and they said it was a trivia giveaway contest in the late 30s to attract customers into the theaters. So, and, and that was all the information that he gave me. I had no idea what, um, you know, what they were giving away, what the trivia question was. So maybe somebody who's listening tonight has a little bit more information. But I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, we heard about bank night and dish night, but this was trivia contest night. I have no idea what the questions were, what they gave away, how they determined it. What? what? Let me throw out to the audience. Here's a trivia question based upon John was talking about movie ratings. You know, John was talking about one star, two stars a day. Back in the 30s and 40s, maybe you can remember who did this, John. What Hollywood reporter gave out bells? One bell, two bells, three bells, or four bells. Yeah, for... yeah like on a slot machine. That's right. Bells. That's right. So what yeah. what what Hollywood reporter on and radio used to do it by bells? Dingling mean like ding dong bells. Uh huh. Hollywood reporter. Yeah. I can remember Luella Parsons. Yes, well. Not Lowell, it's not it's not Lowell, and it's not Heather. So uh, this one would probably be Fiddler. Jimmy Fiddler. Is correct. All right, John. Which name is that? Jimmy Fiddler. I never heard of him. And uh, he he was the uh, he was based in Hollywood, and uh-huh. and that that was the way he did it. He did it by bells. Well, I'll be darned. Well, John, you just earned yourself some CD radio shows. I mean, that was really cool. Let's see what you've got on your list here. Um, Already in your envelope. I've got everything in your envelope except um, Jack Benny. And uh, he'll be in there. I'm doing really well catching up here on my stuff. So what would you like me to add to your envelope before it goes out? Probably put Phil Harris in there. All right. All right. Because I like uh, Walter Tedley. Oh, I do too. We are going to have, I'm waiting for a date, we're going to have as a guest Mr. Claire Schultz, who was with us quite a while back talking about his Fibber McGee and Molly book and then a second one that he did, and now this is the third one he will he has done. It's about the great Gildersleeve. So we're going to be talking about Walter Tetley and all of the characters as well, and as soon as I know what date we're, we'll be able to have him, I'll let everybody know. So you start adding up your questions about Walter Tetley. Yeah, I know he was the world's tallest midget. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, that poor guy, you know. He really had some hard parts of his life, and uh, I'm confident Mr. Schultz will be able to uh, give us some insights on that. Larry Larry Gassman and I are going to interview Ann Whitfield on Monday, and she she played uh, Alice, the little girl, on the Phil Harris Alice Faye show. So we'll... We'll get, oh, yeah. we'll get a, a little, we talked, of course, to Alice Regan, Phil, Phil and, and, and uh, Alice's real daughter, but with the little gal who played it on the radio show. We have lots of Alice. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Well, John, I will be happy to add Phil Harris and Alice Faye, and gosh, I thank you for the insights about the movies and 
how you showed up at the mor- oh oh did, how old were you not you in particular but how old were young men before they started wearing hats before they before they stopped wearing them no before they began wearing hats i mean like a, a 10 year old would not wear a hat to the movies oh was he 15 18 adult in the workforce i, I wore a hat for a, for a long time and I, it was uh if, if we went to church on sunday we had to wear a hat it looked like a father's you know ah it looked like a, a, a grown-up's hat okay all right so you really did start very young yeah okay it was, and we always took it off when we entered into a building yeah not like today no. Not like today. My gosh, oh, I, I don't even want to talk about today. It's terrible. So, well, John, I really appreciate your calling, and I'm so glad you got through. You're A number one tonight. I noticed. <laughs> oh, I had I had one question for you, and you can put that out to your okay. audience. I noticed that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you, very have, you have very few uh, female callers. You noticed. <laughs> I want to know when they're going to start calling. There you go. I've been asking, you know. I mean, I, I keep calling myself the token female. Yeah. So, but Ivan and Eva in California, Ivan, our treasure Ivan, the Yesterday USA disc jockey, and his wife call occasionally. So and, Eva and, is there. I, I heard her the and, one night. Yeah, and Delana will, uh-huh. call, and Delana will call once in a while. Delana will call oh. from Texas, mm-hmm. and occasionally we get to talk with Tony, Ralph's wife, in California, and sometimes Gail, Gail Ron's wife, in uh, Hawaii. So they're out there, but I'm, I'm feeling kind of weak here. <laughs> So give us a good word, John. Thank you or for do, noticing. Or, or maybe females don't like old-time radio? Or, or, I don't know. Maybe maybe the guys just like me. Could be. I think that's probably true. But the girls like you. Where are they? The girls love you. Well, you know, I just think, I, I just think, I think guys just know how to dial faster than girls. <laughs> They're more mechanically inclined, are you saying, you little chauvinist you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, John, I'm glad you brought that up, and I thank you, and maybe it will encourage some young ladies to call and, and join us. I'm, I'm happy. I would be so happy if somebody did. Yes. It would be great. I have to say, it walked almost fooled me on that Jimmy Fiddler. Oh, well, I, 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 was digging, I was really digging up something from the old... Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, now, okay, now, what, okay, so we... we there's a, here's another one for you, John. So we know about Loa and Hedda and Jimmy. Yeah. Who else? There, are there one more big one on uh, the Hollywood Reporter? Who, who would be the fourth? I know, I know Walter Winchell did it once. Yeah, Walter did some, but he also did news. Who else? Another Hollywood. Another, another woman. And also, I think she did acting, too, before she turned to be a reporter. Oh, gee, I don't know about that. Dorothy Parker was was just mean to everybody. Yeah, Dorothy was news. <clears throat> Excuse me. Could you turn yourself down a little bit, Walden? Okay, I will do that. Tip, do that is, that is something for you. 
for me. Yeah, it's a thumper. Well, I'll have you think about that, John. Yeah, you got, I think you got me something. Okay, well, I can leave that out there. Can people figure this one out? Another high okay. we You got a little bit too low now, Walden. <laughs> you poor guy. I put you through. Well, John, you have yourself a wonderful week. Thank you for calling, and I'm so glad you got through. I wish we had a prize for being number one. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we All got, right. We got you have a great week, John. Thanks for being with us. All right. Thank you very much. All right, John. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. And we got to announce our winner for last month's drawing. That's going to yes, be up Yes, we here. do. And, drum roll. It is Eva in California, Ivan's wife. Her birthday? Tonight is Ivan's birthday. It's not Eva's birthday. It's uh, Ivan's birthday. But Eva is our winner, our April winner. Eva won? Oh, yeah. Right. Is that cool? That is cool. Yeah, that's, now you can turn yourself up a little bit. Oh, that, oh gosh, that so mean, sorry. You know what that would mean? Ivan there, has there to, you go. Ivan has to do all the cooking in the house for a whole week. Hello there. Oh, you're, that's hello a there. good one. <laughs> you're on the air. Where is Ivan the cooking? I don't know. We have to ask Ivan when he calls in. What are you going to cook Eva all week? Can they natural prime? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they, he's, who, who are we talking with? Like, Edwin. 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 Yeah. He's got to get turned down. Okay. I, I'm really sorry. Well, no, no, no. The history, I'm every week, everybody, because the phone line adjusts. I have to adjust it differently every week, just for Patricia's ears. Okay, just Edwin, for my little ears. Say hi to Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Way to go! Perfect. <laughs> I want to find out what Ivan is cooking. Yeah, I know. Good. What is Ivan gonna cook? I wonder, see, now this is not really fair because I got an email from Ivan this week that said because it's his birthday today, yeah. they might yeah. be out on the town, so we're giving away his cooking skills, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> but I guess That's under my, the circumstances, my, that might yeah, be the best way to do it. <laughs> Hello, Edwin. Uh, hi. I had no idea it was his birthday. Happy birthday. That's right. Are we going to sing to him later, Patricia? Well, yeah, we can do that. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Special okay. occasion. Of course. Happy to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday Ivan. Happy birthday to, to you. And he's not even there to listen. Unless, of course, they gave up and said, no, we're not going out on a Saturday night. We'll go out on a different night. And maybe they are listening. In which case, Ivan, your cooking skills have been given away for the month. His birthday and he gets to cook. Yeah, I was just going to say, wait a minute, this isn't working out right. Maybe is our April winner, but it's his birthday. So who does the cooking? Well... Everybody has a birthday. Not everybody wins on the Saturday night show. Right. So I think Eva gets the prize. So Eva just has to cook. I think she's doing really well in this. <laughs> she gets an MP3 player, too. <laughs> this is cool. So I will describe the MP3 player in a little bit. All right. But, so how are you doing, Edwin? How is your weather? How are you feeling? How is life in general? Everything is wonderful. I am in Chicago. The temperature is getting a little warmer. 
and everything is good. And I was listening to uh, your show, and I just wanted to call to say hello. Hello, there. Well, I'm, I am so glad that you did. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing fine. I want to know what you wear on a date or wore on a date, especially when you were when you were just kind of getting up the nerve to start asking girls out for a date. What did you wear? Where did you go? Uh, this would probably be, what, high school? Sure, if that's when you started dating, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was wearing... Uh, what was I wearing? <laughs> well, please, I hope it was something. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, actually, what I was wearing at the time... Uh, I was wearing, uh, shirts that were, like, collar shirts, and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I was, I, I was wearing shirts, and I think the first year or two of, uh, school, I was wearing blue jeans, maybe. That's Did you wear slacks or jeans? I was wearing jeans, yeah, and shirts, yeah. Jeans and shirts. All right, what kind of shoes? Oh, at that time I was wearing, um, at that time I was wearing uh, dress shoes. Dress shoes, okay. What, what kind? This is interesting because you were wearing jeans, so they must have been really slick jeans. They weren't you know, the kind you drag through the mud during the week type thing. Um, no, when you say, the situation was that when I was about uh, 14, 15 years old, I was able uh -huh. to wear my father's uh, shoes. Uh-huh. So I was wearing a lot of his clothes. Really? That's really neat. Did you get to pick, or and did he know about it? Yeah, he did, yeah. Because uh, my dad was a matron at, at a hotel here in Chicago, uh -huh. and and um, he used to wear his clothes. And, I hope so. Uh, so I'd wear like you know I'd go to school with you know jeans and white shirts and mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. What was an occasion for a tie? Well, I've I've used ties. I hate ties. I think ties are like terrible. Mhm. Mm and I've had to wear ties, but uh, no, I'm, I'm not a tie user at all. One of our female comedians, or probably humor writers, and I'm so sorry I can't remember who it was, said men for so long claimed that they had the superior intelligence over women, and guess who wears the ties? They're still wearing ties. I mean, really, who, who needs something? I mean, they really look nice, but what do I know? Anyway, um... What kind, of, what, what kind of a date or function 
would you be at where it would be mandatory? You just had to wear a tie, a dress shirt and a tie. Well, I can't think of one. <laughs> I can't think of one. I'll tell you something. Ties are very dangerous. Very dangerous. Well, when you're riding a bus, I guess they can be. I have um, um, family members that are printers, and uh, ties are very dangerous. Oh, and you're working around equipment, you bet. Yes, they're very dangerous. Which means yeah. tie clips. What about tie clips? Do you remember tie clips? I don't even know I if do. they're still used. I do, and they're great. It kind of kept the ties from dripping into the coffee. I'm I'm thinking about uh, tie clips being able to be taken off immediately, but I've known people, uh, printers. I've known people. You don't want a tie. In, in certain situations. No, no. And a lot of them, because it, a lot of the dangerous places are machinery, you're not likely to wear a dress tie, but you can certainly wind up with things around your neck, even chains, metals with chains, or, you know, decorative jewelry can get caught in that kind of stuff. All right, where did you go on your first date? On my first date? Yeah. Wow, you know, Patricia, I don't even remember my first date. Oh, that it was that good, huh? No, it was that. I, I don't remember my first date. Wow. Tell me about your earliest dating. When did you start dating? Um, well, you notice how personal I get with my questions here. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to remember. Wow, first date? I'm trying to remember my first date. Oh my God, my first date was probably like 50 years ago. <laughs> and I probably went, I, I'm thinking, the first thing I'm thinking, Patricia, is I was so scared that I don't know where I went. Probably to an ice cream parlor. Probably to where? An ice cream parlor. Okay. You know, guys, I think, were more concerned and more nervous than girls on dates, especially in high school. Yes. Why? What did we do to you? Well, when I was in high school, I remember there was so many nice girls. And uh, I was just scared. Mm. Girls were afraid of not being asked, and guys were afraid of being told no. I was afraid of being told no. And girls were afraid of not being asked if there was an affair or a function coming up, like a school dance. Yeah. Girls would be afraid they wouldn't be asked by someone, and the guys frequently didn't ask because they were afraid they would be turned down. Amazing. 
I know. And, you know, a lot of really nice girls never got asked because the guys thought she was so nice that everybody else would have already asked her, and nobody did. I can believe that. I can believe that. Isn't that sad? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, then what was your first date? Oh, I would think probably in elementary school. Are you serious? Yeah. You know, I, oh. you know, I would, Lori and I would hang out and, you know, school ground, things like that. Yeah. You know, so I... And stuff like that Stuff there. like that there. And... But I, I really think... I, I think, in general, I think guys are just scared to death of girls. I think we're very insecure. Well, one of the things that happened when we got into high school is that we had the college guys. And everybody thought, oh, all the girls want to hang out with the high... You know, with the uh, uh, oh, with the older guys. Well, I I yeah, I, I think yeah, I just think most of us don't. I think it's so scary for uh, people who don't do it often um, to make the initial phone call, do public speaking, anything that requires you to put yourself out in front of people. Most people yeah. get intimidated, and I think I think for a lot of guys, that's a big hurdle. Mm-hmm. And then if, if the girl doesn't give you any signs, you're flying blind. If you it, there's a good chance she's gonna turn you down, she could turn you down, and you sure. might have no clue. Sure. And that, and that that comes out with the tentative, are you doing anything on Saturday type things. And on the girl side, I'd want to say, I don't know, what did you have in mind? Oh, okay, okay. What, <laughs> and if, what, what, if it was coring apples in my mother in your mother's kitchen, I'd say, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> okay, so what would have been the right way for a young guy to ask a, a young girl out? What do you think would have been the right way to do it? For me, it would have been, there's a great movie showing on Saturday. Would you like to go with me? And what the chances of the of you saying yes? Uh, really good. More than fifty percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my see what you missed. Be, yeah. Misha, my question would be: When you were in high school, were you um, more apt to get a date from a football player or or just a regular guy that was scared to ask you? Well, it was kind of an unusual situation because I went to an all-girls high school. Oh, okay. So I didn't get asked by the school football player. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, it, it was really difficult in that kind of circumstances because I didn't, I wasn't able to socialize in a traditional setting. And I can't, I guess it was probably through um, church groups and young young adult groups that I got to meet guys and I you know I to say I did really well. <laughs> it's a stupid thing to say. I mean I, I was never without or rarely without a date. Um and when I got to college of course that changed. So, you know, it, it was kind of interesting. No, I didn't go out with football players because I didn't know any. But how selective would you would a girl generally girls be? Do well, you think most girls would pick and choose if somebody asked? What do you think? Well, if the guy was a real jerk, 
and had the manners of a badger, um, the tendency would be to say, I really appreciate your asking, but I, I'm not able to that night, or I'd rather not, or, you know, I mean, I wasn't mean. <laughs> I'd say, I would say, ew, I don't want to go out with you. No. Uh, and I'll just say, I really appreciate your asking, thank you, but I'm not, I can't do it, or I'm busy that night, or, you know, something. And then I'd make sure I was busy that night. Yeah. But, uh, um... You know, um, I've been a freshman, and I was in eighth grade, and I went to a military dance at the military school. Which was kind of intimidating. Well, now, yeah, I bet. Now, I bet you, for a girl on her first dance, that guy be a terrifying thing in a way. It it was scary because I mean, how many guys and how many girls have ever taken dance Correct. lessons? Correct. So the guys were just as uncomfortable as the girls, but both of us were so, and I, when I say both of us, both guys and girls are so uncomfortable, you don't want to tell the other person you're uncomfortable, right. and both of you would have a better time if you did. Right. But you just you just don't feel right saying something like that. So, so there I was in the middle of this military whatever it was. I, I mean, everybody was in uniforms. Yeah. The teachers were in uniforms. The guys were soldiers. I mean, these were real, 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 honest to goodness military people. This wasn't play school. And so, there I was. Well, you expect what well, the girls expected it be some dress code for for a dance like that. In other words, you knew. Oh. Efficient? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You, you knew that you wore, um, nobody wore formal gowns, but everybody wore at least cocktail gowns. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you guys, my first date, I went with a girl, and she asked me to kiss her, and I was so scared. And I'll tell you, I was terrified. She asked you to kiss her. Yeah. Now that did that strike you? Well, besides being scared half to death, did that strike you as out of step with what would normally happen otherwise? No, because I was only like thirteen, maybe fourteen years old. I didn't know. I mean, girls girls didn't normally go around. I didn't. I don't think. I mean, I didn't. You know, go around and say, "Would you kiss me?" And that's how. Wow. I was so scared, girl. I, I thought. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, your formal wear that you had to wear, and uh, we were just wearing, this was just like a school event, and I was so scared. And you poor guy. I She asked me to kiss her, and I was terrified. Did you? And I had to, yeah. You felt obligated to do that. No, wow. I was forced to do it, but I was scared. <laughs> Did you ever go out with her again? Uh, no. You know, honestly, if I ask personal questions that are I shouldn't be asking, would somebody please tell me? Um, so maybe you learned something and you didn't have to do it again with that particular person. No. What's Okay, what's the question again? I, I I was just making a comment that maybe that you got a lesson in kissing and didn't have to 
go back and do it again with this person. Oh, no, I would kiss her again. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I didn't know what kissing was about. This was my first kissing. Ah, okay. All right, I found out it was good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I would kiss her again, 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 again. I just freaked out um, when she asked me to kiss her because I didn't know girls did that. I didn't know girls, well, I'm sure today, I mean, uh, it's... Yeah, a, I'm just from the old school, you know, I don't... I don't yeah, in the, in, yeah in, in the old school and, yeah. and, you know, with the kind of background and education that I had, or, you know, the places where I went to school. Yeah. And it just wouldn't have been done. It yeah. just wasn't done, you yeah. know. Um, well, that's exactly what happened. I'm from old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I, I, I was asking very poorly. But no, that's not something that you would have expected to have happened. Yeah. Boy, she must have liked you a lot. Uh, she was a gorgeous girl, too. Ooh. Ooh, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, well, are are you in the market? Uh, Walden, did you get an answer to your question of the person who also rang bells? Yep, that one's done. So my next one is, what other, we we know of the big Hollywood reporters, Luelle Parson, Hedda Hopper, Jimmy Fiddler, occasionally Walter Winchell. Who, mm-hmm. who is the other one? Who is the other one out there? That's my trivia question. Who did what? Who was oh, a Hollywood Who was a, was a Hollywood reported to that rated movies, yeah. Oh. During the radio days. Oh. And... Is it, hmm? is it somebody I would know? No. Ah, uh, you might. She wrote, wrote books. She wrote uh, biographies of a movie actress, a radio personality. It, probably not, but she... <laughs> she did all that. All that. Before Patricia wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, I'll think of another question out there that might be a little easier for people to to, to take. No, I'm, I'm going to keep the really hard one out there. That's okay. Uh, That's all right. Let's see here. All right. Well, I've got I've got a trivia question. It's time. Got to give you a trivia question. Oh, before I do that, had, did you ever hear Edwin of? what I was describing as a trivia contest for movies in the early movies, the 1930s? No. Boy, it's brand new. To, Here's my trivia question then, my other one. When, mm-hmm. the, when the movie Gone with the Wind first came out, mm-hmm. it, it, I think most people know that its premiere was done in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. What would the ticket cost? So there's my what ne- did the ticket cost? In, 19, in 1939. Ooh. For the big movie Gone with the Wind. So I'll throw that out there. Uh, three dollars. Nope, but a good guess. Do, do I get a dice roll on this? Yeah. I would say four dollars. Okay, I will turn that one down. So there's three and four oh. and yes. Oh, boo, hiss. Yeah. We got, we got turned away. Yeah. Boy, All no kiss for you tonight. I would, I would say is I hear these Tootsie Roll <laughs> uh, commercials. Yes. And they say chocolate. Well, you know, Edwin, I just can't help what... We're back to I just can't help that people are wrong. But we just... I have a sign that was sent to me from Booth from San Diego. 
Mm-hmm. And it said caramel on it, so if it's a... That's when they couldn't get chocolate for because it was during the war. Well, I live in Chicago, and uh, Tootsie Rolls are made here in Chicago, and there's an outlet store here. Well, are you going to send me five pounds? That way I can test it out? I'm going to send you some. All right. And I, I I'll tell you, this guy is the classiest beggar I have ever come across. My birthday's next month, everybody, so send all to you all. Right. He's he's the only one with a concrete hat because it wouldn't be, a regular one wouldn't be big enough or strong enough to hold the two five, everything he's begging for. Two five two seven Duke Place, Costa Mesa, California, nine two six two six, and ice cream is appreciated too. Yeah, all right, we're going to send you an ice cream truck. This is good. All right, Edwin, which popular comedy show was sponsored by Velveeta? Velveeta? Uh-huh. Velveeta. That was the product. The company actually was the sponsor, but Velveeta was the product. I have no idea. Whoa, okay, I got gotcha. you. That's good. All right, let me see what else I got here. That one is out. Oh, we're going to no. keep that one out. No Popular. Hmm? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got you there. Okay. Which soda pop was refreshing but not filling? Well, I know if you want to be sociable, you need to be drinking Pepsi. Very good. Oh, I thought I'd get you on that one, too. Very good. Also, Nick, what is Judge Hooker's first name? For the Great Girls We Show. We'll throw that out there, too. Okay, George oh. Hooker? Yep. All right, I'll write oh, that one down. Oh, man. You did it again. Yep. Going I'm going to write that one out there. first name. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to have that one out as another, yep. another question. Do you remember which show it belonged to, Edwin? They belong to the Great Gildersleeve. Right. Okay, Judge Hooker in the Great Gildersleeve. Okay, what yeah. what kind of a radio show would you like me to add to your envelope? I'm interested in something that I haven't heard. That's called, I think it's called My Friend Margie. Oh, it's uh, My Little Margie. Yeah, with Gail Storm. Uh, My Little with Gail, Margie. With Gail Storm. Never heard. I never heard it. I've heard it uh, referred to on commercials. Sure. Uh-huh. I, I, I have some. One. I will send them. Yeah. Are you impressed? Well, I want I you know to say... That, I know I, that I, I the judge... I, yeah. the, the ju- I don't know the judge's official first name, but he was called the Old Goat. That's right. That was the his nickname. Goat. That was very good. <laughs> but you knew the Pepsi, and that that was good. So we're going to leave the two Gildersleeve ones out... Um, and see, I did it, didn't I, Walden? No, not yet. Yeah, yeah I did. Well, if people are paying attention, <laughs> they could. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. So, yes, my little Margie, I do have some, and I will send them. It's not something that um, you come across just routinely. I mean, they're out there, but you don't, you don't usually come across them. So I'm happy I have some. I'll send them to you. Awesome. I'll get off the phone for someone else. Can All I... right. Okay, Can Edwin. I... You have yourself a wonderful week. Thanks. Okay, and here's another one. Uh, Mr. PV, the druggist on the Great Girls. What was his wife's name? We'll throw that out there. Um, Mrs. PV. There you go. Oh, is that really? Yes. I, could, I 
I thought in one show he mentioned her name. Maybe so, but she always referred to Mrs. Peavy. Mrs. Peavy, yeah. <laughs> and he never called her a nickname no. like Sweetie Face no. with Mr. Wimple. No. no, that's true. Hello there, you're yeah. on the air. Yes, I wanted to ask Patricia, there's a good movie Friday night. Will she go out with me? Oh, uh, Land Noise? For your well, Noni's got to go with us, so you are right, Walden. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize your voice. Well, That's he incredible. Sound, Lynn sounds back normal to me. Well, hello there to both of you. Are you still in well, Hawaii? Hello, Lynn. I am Lynn still in Hawaii. Benefactor. Yes, we're, we're here for another couple days. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what. It's yeah. wonderful. You having a good time? Yeah, we really are. We're uh, we're on the big island, so you know the 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 big thing here is the volcano, and uh, we went up there during the night and saw the glow. And today we drove down close to where you can see the lava flow and wow, that stuff. I mean, it's amazing. But we are blessed to have well, Noni and her husband uh, Glenn, who passed away. They stayed at this house when they were here, mm -hmm. and it's a two-bedroom house right on the ocean. We we walk out about 25, 30 feet. It's all volcano, and it drops off, and you know the ocean's beating <laughs> against it. And ah, well, so you wonderful. you have to behave, or we're going to find you in pieces at the bottom of this drop-off. I know. You know what? Yes, exactly. That's part of it. You got to be careful, but. What's interesting is we went over there today, and on the volcanic ash, I mean, I say ash is rock, of course, you know, type thing. Sure. People are rebuilding houses again, and you can <gasps> up and see the flow, and it's like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. That's We're talking with open. Lynn, who is ordinarily in Arizona. Lynn is the person who underwrites our CDs, our gift at the end of each month for the drawing. And tonight he's in Hawaii. And I love this. I mean, you do not have volcanoes in Arizona, But, you know, I, possibly in 80 more years, Hawaii get more land. Yeah, they still get well. They're getting more land now. And so, maybe we can buy real estate there in Hawaii when it's cheap. There you, well, I don't know about <laughs> if you buy it. If you buy an ocean bed somewhere, yeah. you'll probably do well. Yes. Now, I'm going. You're going to ask me about my first date, and you know, I have no idea. But let me tell you a story real quick. That's a yeah, but I, as Patricia likes to say, a that's yeah, a but. yeah, but that's a yeah, but uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, it's a yeah, but. It was, I was blessed to be raised in a little town outside Cleveland. I was born and raised in Cleveland. And I lived in a little town called Mentor on the Lake. And it was about 30 miles northeast of Cleveland. And back in the heydays, the early days, probably the 30s and that, it was a getaway for the people in Cleveland to come out during the summer. And they had these little carnival booths set up and the whole shoot match, but they had a big ballroom there, and they would come out for the dances on the weekend, Saturday night and stuff. When we moved there, all the carnival stuff and everything, 99.9% .9 of it was gone, but the ballroom was still there. And the disc jockeys from Cleveland would come out on the weekends, and they would broadcast their show from there, and they would bring entertainment with them such as the Everly Brothers, Connie Francis and all that and it was if I remember it was like fifty cents or thirty five cents to get in. It was dirt cheap. Didn't they call those a hop? 
land? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. Our cops back okay. in the old days. Okay. And that's the other thing I was going to say is our big thing was dances. We had what they call a Friday night teen town, and it was, you know, adult supervision, but you'd go there and they'd play records. and and. Uh, but one of the things that was <laughs> funny you brought up, and I was thinking about it, is the most terrifying thing for me was to go up and ask a girl to dance and have her say no. Uh, see, it was saying no. The girls were afraid of not being asked, and the guys were being afraid were afraid of not being accepted. Yeah, I think the guys had it worse. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, if you if they said no, you'd walk back. You know, your head would be down, and you'd be like, Yeah, I, I especially know. because the other guys would know what you had gone over for. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and you're right, exactly. You'd be with your buddies, and you're well. I'm gonna go over and ask her, and if she said no, you know, and then if she said yes, it was okay, but. Um, I don't know. It was funny because you go to dances, you'd never actually ask anybody to dance. You just kind of watch people dance and stuff like that, you know. So, now, uh, see, I remember that too, Lynn. How did the people who were on the dance floor to watch get there if nobody asked and nobody accepted? Well, some of them were going with their their partner, who was you know they were going steady, guy and a girl. Oh, uh, okay. So it was boyfriend and girlfriend out there. Okay. Yeah, and they they already knew each other, and then of course there was the guys that uh, didn't matter if they were told no, they'd ask the next one, you know. And you, you yeah, down <laughs> the line until okay, somebody so said yes. Was it was it <clears throat> was it acceptable that a bunch of guys without they just showed up to a dance? And just try to snag a girl. Would that oh, yeah, consider proper? Definitely. Was it yeah. now would have been prop, proper for a bunch of girls to show up, hoping? That yeah, okay. yeah. There was there was there was girls and guys that came there single. In the case of like guys, you know, we come there three, four at a time. Right. Get buddy up in a car and off you go. And that was another thing funny is back then gas was 24.9 a gallon. <laughs> so you'd each chip in a quarter, you had four gallons, and that would last you to the night, you know, driving around and everything. But, yeah, you'd show up the dance, uh, four guys together or whatever. And one other thing that was kind of funny, you were talking about the uh, the show, well, you know, you want to go to the movies with me and that. Mm -hmm. We had one show in town, you know, one movie theater. Yeah. So, if you asked a girl out, you had to go to the movie that was showing, no matter what it may be. I mean, if she said yes, that's what you went to. But we would go on Saturdays, and we'd look for the girls, and we'd sit right behind them. And you'd hope that they would turn around and look at you, and you'd get talking a little bit. And that was kind of the introduction stage, you know. And many times you walked out, and nobody ever talked to you. You know, you sat there the whole time for nothing, so... <laughs> It's uh, it was it was interesting, you know. I mean. Uh, so how many dates when did you go on as a teenager that was Dutch treat? I bet never. 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 It was always accepted. No. no, and that was that was probably unacceptable. You I know? agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's like wearing the hats back when. I mean, I wasn't a part of that. We didn't have to wear hats, but yeah, you're right. It was never Dutch treat. Mm -hmm. uh, if you asked the girl, you paid. Um, even if you didn't ask her and you wound up together, you paid, you know, so. Boy, no wonder it was always guys who robbed banks and not girls. <laughs> well, you got to pay for dates somehow. <laughs> yeah, gee whiz. Okay, okay. now at now, these, now, now, at these hops. Yeah, I was going to ask, yeah. was there a place, what was a, a normal place after you took to a go to a movie or a hop? Did you ever take him to a, a, a soda fountain or anything? Was there a favorite 
place like that? Well, we had, back in Ohio, they called them manners, M-A-N-N-E-R-S, or however it was spelled, manners big boys, which, you know, out west here, they're Bobs right. and DJs. Right. But it was manners, and that was a local name up through northern Ohio there. But it was a drive-in uh, restaurant where, you know, you pull up with the speaker and you'd order and stuff like that, if you had a car. I mean, it was tough. It could, you couldn't walk up too easy and do it, but... Uh, that was one of the places. Then another one was interesting. Was It was called Kenny King's, K-I-N-G-S, but it was the Kentucky Fried Chicken. So it was Kenny King's, and they carried the Kentucky Fried Chicken. And that was another one you'd go into that uh, you'd take after a date. But nothing real formal or anything. You know, you didn't have the money to do it. And, uh, you know, and I, I got to be honest with you, back then, you know, I was pretty on the poor side. Yeah. Uh, didn't dress up much, wore jeans and that. But I did, oh, one other thing I want to share with you, and it dawned on me when you're talking, and, and this kind of, I think back how corny this was, but somehow I came across a pair of blue suede shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually suede, and they were blue. And yeah. I'd wear them to the dance every now and then with my jeans. And they were, uh, what are they called, spades, you know, the um, like a dress shoe only. They're blue suede shoes. Okay. I think back how corny I must have looked, but there I was, you know. Well, <laughs> so, not at the time. I, I, was... I, I interrupted Patricia's question about the hob. I'm sorry, Patricia. No, the, he, he just answered it. Oh. I was going to ask what they wore. Mm-hmm. When... The blues, when you had your blue suede shoes, had Elvis Presley already sung about them? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I, that I was a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So, and then one other thing I want to share, which is kind of interesting, too, is I, in high school, I, don't ask me now, too, because I couldn't, but <clears throat> there was there was different bands that played, you know, some uh, birthday parties and you name it, but this one band... Somehow I hooked up and they asked me if I wanted to sing with them, so I, I practiced with them for quite some time. And I think I probably wasn't good enough because they decided, well, we're not going to have a singer, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> what song did you work on, Lynn? What was in your repertoire? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you yeah. the interesting part is I went to this teen town dance on Friday night. We always had it, and it was on top of a fire station. They had a hall up there, and we had this... A uh, guy that played him and a drummer, and he played guitar and sang. And so I up, I went up to him and I says, "Can I sing one song? You know, if you don't mind me singing along with you." And he said, "What's that?" And it was Boney Maroney. If you oh remember. my gosh! And I sang that thing, and there was probably fifty of my classmates or went to the school with me around me, and I sang that thing. And surprisingly, I made it through okay, and I got some applause. Oh, right. And that was my claim to fame. Never sang again, but I sang that one song. It was Larry Williams, if I remember, sang it. I, I wouldn't, I have no idea. Did anybody That's, join you? What's that? I'm sorry. Did anybody in your group join you? Did anybody oh. start chiming in? No, they just stood around and clapped, you know, with the they, with the beat of the song. They left you solo. Yes, they did, but it was you fun. poor baby. I had a good time though. It was neat. And the gentleman I sang with here's another little piece of trivia that doesn't mean much unless you're from the northeastern Ohio area. 
His name was Rocky Olson. And he wound up singing Kansas City. Here I come. And, and he put it together just before. And Walden, you know who was the guy that made Kansas City famous? Oh. I know the song. I'm trying to think. 57, right? Um, right. Um, Kansas City, here I come. With, yep, you uh, got it. And yeah. I'm trying to think of his name, too. Yeah. I can't off the top of my head. I got, got some pretty little women. I'm going to go get me one. I'm going to go get, get me, me one. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, this Rocky Olsen, his version of it became very popular in the Cleveland area. I mean, mm -hmm. all the Cleveland stations played it and everything else. The other gentleman took it nationwide. But the other gentleman came out with it about two months before Rocky Olsen did, and I think that had to do with the timing that made it popular, of course, right. nationwide, right. you know. But it's funny, I've got a copy of it with Rocky Olsen, and it sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't know how he ever got even to get on the label, but he did. It was on Chess Records, if you remember back when. And uh, But, I mean, his voice wasn't that good, but, yeah. For us in Ohio, it was great, you know? A local guy making good kind of thing. You yeah. got it, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, I don't want to hold up everything. I just, I was going to try to call you last Saturday, and we got tied up in the evening. I couldn't do it. I say evening. It's, of course, very early here. Afternoon. So are you, gonna, are you going home this week? What's the game plan? We're going back on Monday, and we're actually, we fly out of here over to Maui, and then Maui to San Jose, of all places, believe it or not. San Jose? Yeah. Believe it or not, the connections and the price were better out of San Jose than anywhere else. Oh. So, uh, But we're going to stay in San Jose overnight. I don't want to push my luck, you know, going yeah. too far. So, yeah. yeah, we'll stay overnight, and then we fly home to Phoenix, and uh, we'll be home on Tuesday, so... Yeah, it's been a, we've been here about nine days, and it's been wonderful. Do you know the way to San Jose? There you go. <laughs> San Jose, huh? It, it's by <laughs> oh. Kansas City. Yeah, there you go. I have With a whole bunch of people. Them. One of them comes up that looks right, James Brown. Is he no. the one who did the version uh, you're thinking of? I think it was a different singer than James Brown. Yeah, it wasn't James Brown. Um Get my crazy Come on, Walden. Um, yeah. Uh, Big Joe Turner. I'm Danny, I'm Danny on the corner. Wilbert Harrison. Wilbert Harrison. There it is. Yeah. Is that the one? Yep, that's the one. Wilbert Harrison. Wilbert Harrison. Okay. 1959. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He made what it. What would we ever do without Wiki? I don't know. It's a great. It's probably up all over YouTube. If people haven't heard it in a long time, it's a great yeah, song. Yeah, I saw it, but there are a whole bunch of different people singing it, and yeah. I didn't know which one belonged to it. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one who made it big, and then from then on, you're right, a lot of them came up and sang it, you know, and yeah. kind of went off with it, so. Well, I am so glad you're having a good time. Yeah, and I'm sorry you can't go to the movies with us, Patricia, but that's mm. right, Noni and I will go. We'll fix I'm it. Not, I'm not sure there's anything that I'd want to see. Well, that's true, too. And after all, after all, it's cost twenty dollars. I had to go to a movie now, but that's right. Oh, you know, I, I know. If I have to pay I, that much, at least I want to be able to enjoy looking at it. We've got a movie theater or a, a group on in Phoenix that if you buy their T-shirt, you get a free popcorn every time you go in. <laughs> now, yeah. don't have to wear it. It comes in this little circular disc, and you can carry it with you and just show it to them, and you get the the free popcorn, and then. They've got a large soda you buy for the first time, and you keep the cup, and every time you come back, the soda is a buck. 
Assuming uh, you have to bring your cup back, right? Yes, right. Yeah. But if okay. you think about well, it, this is good. You, you pay seven hundred and twenty-two dollars for a T-shirt, and you get twelve cents worth of popcorn every time yeah. you go. This yeah. is a good deal. It's a it's a cheap date, you know, and then. <laughs> I always well, feel funny. I, an inexpensive date. But what the old saying when the when the wife come home, honey, I I bought all the things. Just think how much money I saved you. I got. Oh, that was the Gracie Allen routine. Yeah, look at what I saved you. The whole yeah, yard is full of refrigerators. Here's the, here's the funny part: is I always tell Noni, I said, go stand around the side where they can't see you. I'm gonna get you in a, a senior. <laughs> you know. You can crawl in under the tent when the circus comes to town. Yeah, I always tell you, they just kind of bend over a little slumped and everything when we give the guy yeah. the tickets. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's so. funny. But that's anyhow, funny. Um, anyhow, I wanted to say hi to you guys and hi, everything man. else, and thank you for letting me call in. I tried to get in first, but it didn't work. John, oh, oh, John beat you out. Well, oh, yeah. he was you quick. you got to be you know? fast. Yeah, well, true. we thank you so much for ever, all of the fun that you let us have, Lynn, truly. And without you, we wouldn't be able to have this much fun. And I have one more thing to say, and that's Aloha Ron. Oh, there you go. He's out of my sight here, but he's not far. He's just on the other side of the pond, you know, the short pond. So, the short yeah. pond, the little pond. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see him. He said, oh, I wish he could come by, and I wish I could have, but our plane went the uh, wrong direction there. So Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, you guys have a wonderful night, both of you. Love you. Same here, Lynn. And love all your uh, listeners and everything, and have a wonderful night, okay? We will. Thanks, Lynn. Um, Be safe and, yeah. and continue to have a wonderful time. Will do. Thank you so much. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. I should have asked to say hi to Noni, then we could have another girl. We could have. Oh, boy, Noni. Um, did, did Noni ever talk to us? I don't think so. We have to I add you to once. the list, Noni. I think one time, once. I think like once. Like the, the Christmas show? Oh, I think maybe when we had Lynn on as a special guest one night. Yeah, and, and I think that was a Christmas show. Well, I think it was in July. Yeah, Christmas in July is what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Hello there. You're on there. Good morning. This is Gary from the Great White North. Hello there, well, Gary oh, no. from the Great oh, White no. North. Did you get that, the that, that me Canada, right? He's from Canada, right, Patricia? No, Dan is from get, further north. Did oh. you get Did you get the snow that I saw on the news tonight and didn't know where it fall It had fallen. No, we have Somebody got nothing. snow. Two inches of snow. They're out making snowmen. Oh, that must be uh, on uh, northern Wisconsin. Is there a wow. I mean, it's the central. I mean, the state of Wisconsin that big, still can fall in one place and doesn't hit the other, huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, well, where I live, I'm I'm 250 miles from Chicago and 258 miles from uh, Superior. So I'm about you know halfway point between uh, the. That that's where you know I'm right right I'm right in the middle of the state. Superior wow. Wisconsin. There's a, Superior Wisconsin. There's a Superior Nebraska. And I think I think there's mm. one in Illinois. Now, now Lake well, Superior was the Edmund Fitzgerald. Lake well, Superior's in Michigan. Yeah, is that where Lake Superior is? That the where the Edmund Fitzgerald went down? I don't know. Um, 
I'm not familiar with I that. Remember, it's it was in Gitchigumi. Gitch, yeah, Superior. Yeah. Because, yeah, Superior is What that, is it a, a ship? Uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald was a freighter ship that went down in a freak storm on one of the lakes, and I think it was um, Lake Superior. And Gordon Lightfoot did an absolutely haunting song about it. They never found the ship. They never found the men. And um, I don't know, they, they may have... I guess they did. They just recently located it, recently in the sense that it's like within the last decade or so. And um, they, there's only speculation about what happened. They think it got hit by a freak wave where um, – Everybody the, got cash sides? The wave – no, it actually um, tipped nose up that the wave – the distance between the two waves that they were running into gave them a position where they were pointed up – when the next wave came and just toppled them. And, you know, it's all speculation, yeah. but um, they, the last they had a call that they were going into a nearby port, and that was the last they heard from them. And it, it was just a tragic, tragic situation. And uh, I think it was on Lake Superior. Mm. But um, if you have a chance to listen to the Gordon Lightfoot song, I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you, okay, Walden. Okay, sure. It, it's just absolutely haunting. You don't think and, of waves on Lake, you know? No, no, you don't. And and it's it's as bad as being out on the open sea. Yeah, it was Lake well, Superior. When you come to Lake Superior or Lake Michigan, which is the two largest ones, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, now, that, now, the water come from... The bay, the one that's between um, near Canada, is that where the water comes from? For the, for Lake Superior and something the you know hey. Michigan Great Lake. Superior is between Wisconsin and Canada. So it must get it. Well, what did the Hudson well, River, the Hudson Bay, did, did the water come from? That yeah. Now you're 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 going. I'm over to way over there. New York. Right. Okay. Hudson or um, Huron and, uh, oh, what's, what's the fifth one? I can't think of it. Anyhow, those are Ohio and New York, Pennsylvania and uh, uh, Vermont, those states right through there. Okay. okay. Michigan, Lake Michigan is between Wisconsin and miss the state of Michigan. So, so is it so it's all fresh water then? There's no, I guess what I'm saying. There's no all fresh water. Huh? Okay. Yeah, that's one place you can go and say water, water everywhere, and, and there's a lot to drink. And there's a lot to drink. Yeah, none of it is salt water. Well, and then and then we we dug a trench yeah. to the Erie Canal. Uh, and made the Erie Canal up to Lake Erie. Mm -hmm. So we've got that, a waterway there. But that's strictly all northeast, right? That, that can go Lake Erie. Yeah, the, the Erie, Erie Canal. Canal is the northeast, yes. Strictly northeast, yes. yeah. yeah. And it, if you started in Superior, Wisconsin, you could follow the water, go through Superior, through Michigan, and the other three Great Lakes, and eventually you'd come out into the Atlantic Ocean. Up, you'd, you'd go around um, so, the so, main, 
around uh, Nova Scotia, and then you come out into uh, the Atlantic Ocean. So, is Oak Lake uh, connected any way with a river or a stream of water? They're all connected. What do they call that? Do they call that a channel, or how do what do, the little body of water that hooks up the lake? Are there, is there a term for that? Yeah, there is. It'd probably be a channel. Uh huh. Well, like like uh, Patricia was saying, the Erie Canal that was that was deepened and widened so the ships could pass through the through there a lot easier. That is a fabulous place. I was fortunate enough to have spent my, my mom used to live in upstate New York, and it was not very far from one of the legs of the Erie Canal. And it was near the locks, one of the sets of locks where, Walden, well, I, don't, I don't know if the, you know what locks are. You pull up and you stop and a door closes, and it's because the water levels are different. And the, you sit in a sealed box, and if you're going up to higher water, the higher level, they, and they put water in this closed-up area, and the ship floats and floats and floats until it gets to the right level, and then they open the other door, and you just sail away. I never thought and about you, I know the one down in Panama. Cause that's how yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. It's at the, lock, the locks through the Panama Canal. Right. But the shipping... Vehicles, the vessels, not vehicles, the vessels have become so huge that they're, this is literally inches between the barges and the sides of the canal. Inches, like two and three inches. You, you put your fingers up, two and three inches, and think of these enormous vessels going through a canal and the locks, in, in particular the locks, and they've got inches on either side. It's just incredible to watch these things go through. Well, they might have to dredge those things frequently get to be able to have enough depth for those boats to get through. I don't know how often they have to dredge them. I mean, dredging is how they, they establish the canal. It's a man-made canal. But I don't know how often they need to dredge it and under what circumstances. You know, what kind of storms would would move silt Sand far enough silt. to cause a, a, a bottom. I don't know. Boy, it, it was just something else to watch one of these things come through. And they just, you know, ease and ease and ease, and then the locks would close and the other. Oh, my goodness. It, it was just, well, it was she, a good experience. If you think about the country, the, the canal was so important to the economy around the 1800s. I never really studied, I don't know how many canals were built. I mean, we all know about the Erie Canal. That's the oh, most famous yeah. one. There are hundreds of canals. Is there that many? There. Wow. Yeah, all over the United States, mm -hmm. and then you, you start going in the world, all over the world. You know, canals are just. Uh, I want to say canals are basically all man-made. Right. I think they're all man-made. They're, but... they're rivers that have been widened and deepened. But I always, for me, I always associate being strictly a northeast thing. I, n I never think about, let's say, in the plains or, or out west. I, th I want to be strictly all north. The canals mm -hmm. were formed strictly in, in, on the east. No, we even have canals in Florida. Yeah. Are those man-made too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, 
one of the long well yeah, I say one of the longest ones but uh yeah one of the longest ones in the, in the United States is called the Los Angeles Aqueduct a lot of it is in tunnels but a lot of it is is uh, also just, just it's, uh, open waterway mm-hmm. so that's you know you can technically say that's a canal I guess you could yeah I guess you could um, I pulled up a map real quick. Lake Superior goes into the St. Mary River, which goes into Georgia Bay, which Georgia Bay goes into Lake Huron, which goes into St. Clair River, goes into Lake Lake St. Clair, to the Detroit River, into Erie Lake, to the Niagara River, into Lake Ontario. I've never heard of the Detroit River. I want that. It's just a small river. It's just a small river. Does it go through Detroit at all? Yeah, it goes right by Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it marvelous we have interstates? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Well, I think the canal sort of became out of vogue by the railroads by about 1830, right? That's sort of when they became obsolete in a way. They've never been obsolete. There is millions of tons of uh, a commerce, karma, commerce, commerce. Yes, thank you. That come down through the lakes, you know, and mm-hmm. supply all of the, the cities around the lakes. Hmm. Because I always thought that once the the train came. That sort of, you know, the importance of the canal was sort of out of vogue. It, it might have. Yeah. Him, um, but, no, it's, they've never gone out. They've always been. They, they're still, you know. Yeah. There's some that, that you know, they closed the, the canals for business purposes. Well, now they're, in, they're recreational. But, uh. Yeah, no, not, no, it's still going strong. Do they have dinner boats or anything like that on the canals for people who might want to, you know, have dinner on a boat? Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. On the canals? Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, there's there's lots of those. In fact, uh, uh, we have, um, oh... I don't remember exactly which city it is, right along on the the uh, Michigan Lake side here. Uh, it's just a few miles south of Green Bay. Uh, you can catch the ferry, and it takes you across the river. Uh, or yeah, the river. So it takes you across the lake. You go by ferry, and it cuts, you know, the 200-something, 300 miles off of a trip going, you know, going across southern Wisconsin to Michigan. Wow. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun trip to do also. I bet it is. It just should be, should be just opening up now, reopening up. Wow. Because uh, um, all the ice, they have to wait until the ice gets melted out. Sure. Well, 
I have questions. I have answers. Oh, <laughs> all right. He's for bear. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Well, let's let's go ahead and ask the um the show that featured Velveeta as a product advertiser. Comedy. Comedy. Uh... I know I've heard it. Can I have it here? All right. Another one we stuck on that one. Okay. The second one that Walden wanted to know, in The Great Gildersleeve, there was a character, Judge Hooker. What was Judge Hooker's first name? Roy. I'm losing Gary. His phone is dropping out a little bit. He, he, oh, he's in a Roy. tunnel. Roy. Roy? Okay, two down. We'll two go, down. Okay, we'll down. go for another. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. Who was MacDougall in a popular comedy series? I'll even tell you what the uh, comedy... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell you, the comedy series was Our Miss Brooks. Who was McDougal? Uh, uh, I want to say uh, he attended the bar. Three down. Oh. Okay. No, see. we didn't have a bar in Our Miss Brooks, so we've got three down. Three oh, down. boy. Oh, boy. They haven't okay. listened to Miss Brooks. <laughs> Well, that's n I'm sorry, sir. That's not an excuse. This is an old-time radio show. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. Okay. Here, next one. Phil. Right, Phil then. Harris, buddy, Frankie Remoy. What? What was he? Um. What was he in the show, or in his occupation? Oh, his occupation uh, in the show. Yeah, okay. And, and and he had to. He had to give me. It had to have a adjective to this. <laughs> well, that just blew my answer off. You mean a description? Uh -huh. That's right. A description, right. yeah. I'm not going to say just what he did. He has to describe. Can they always say, he's a mm hmm, mm hmm, hmm. Okay. I, I can do that. I don't know then. I okay. don't know. All right. Go ahead, Patricia. Your turn. He was a left handed guitar player. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. I feel so good. I feel <laughs> Don't I ask me anymore. That's it for tonight. I had instruments. I mean, uh, That's right. I, I, but I wasn't going to accept that. I need to know if he was a left-handed guitar player. So. I did good. I did good. Okay. Well, let's see what else I've got on the list here to stump you with. Um, who had the middle name of Hogg, H-O-G-G? Ah, I, I don't know. Oh, this is good. Okay. This is, I'm really, I'm giving you all the awful ones. Okay, and Charlie, <laughs> and, and, and Charlie McCarthy, what was, what? F, what was Effie's last name? I don't know. Okay. Patricia, all right. Who, who was sometimes referred to as Buck Benny? Uh, uh, Jack Benny. Oh, right. Very good. 
I, I knew you would. I knew we would get there, but you know, I I really gave you some awful ones. <laughs> I, I cannot tell that, a lie. There are people out there that's been listening and saying, "Oh, I know that one. I know that one." I know. I know. I I think not. I it would be I'd be hard pressed to find someone who knew the answers to all of them, though. You you did me, just fine. Me, so. Me. Yeah, well, Walden, you yeah. don't count right now. <laughs> I've got one. I've got a question for Walden tonight, and I think I'm going to stick him. Uh-oh. We'll see. Uh-oh. Okay, you're up to file four on Gunsmoke. Do you want to keep going there, or do you want a different? Yeah, keep going with Gunsmoke. Okie dokie. Oh, this got next it. one. What's, what's Kitty's last name in Gunsmoke? Kitty's last name? Yep. Oh, Miss Kitty. Oh, Miss Kitty. I've heard it, but I can't That's right. what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's neither my two compadres here can get this, we'll throw it out to the audience. Oh. With Kitty's last name and Gunsmoke, everybody. Oh. Oh, it was the Long Branch. And? Balloon. It was. All right, we'll throw the next tape in with the ship. Oh, shut off. Miss. Yeah, her last name was Kitty. Her first name was Miss. <laughs> doesn't work, huh? No, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. Okay, Gary. Um, we will. All right. Well, oh, wait. Gotta gotta ask you. Do you remember your first date? Um, it had to be um eighth grade graduation uh dance. Uh huh. And. Uh, um, so what was I wearing? Kitty Russell. There you go, okay? Good job. Oh, are you good or out. what? You're good. Um, I had a pair of, uh, let's see, I had white pants that my mother had made for me. And I can't remember if it was, a uh, a blue, I, I think, I, I think I had the blue Paisley shirt mm-hmm. with real puffy uh, sleeves. Oh, really? Cool stuff. Did you have a jacket? No. No jacket? Oh. This, oh. this is the 70s. What kind of shoes? I don't remember. Okay. Did you have shoes? I had <laughs> shoes that covered my feet. <laughs> this is good. Okay. Did you go with a date? Yes. Yeah. What did she wear? Uh, she had a long dress on. A long dress? Ooh. Yeah, I can't, and, um, I couldn't, uh, couldn't tell you exactly what color it is. I had to look at the picture. Did you get her a corsage? Uh, no. I'm, I'm almost positive, I know. All right, well, I'm going to cross you off our list this, then. This was just eighth grade. This was just eighth grade. 
No, she had a long dress. She had a formal dress. Okay, eighth grade. I'll I'll let you off the hook. You're right. Eighth grade is that that would be a big thing for eighth and grade. I've been, and I and I have been the finest girl ever since. Just to see what she's been doing. And for the life of me, I know nothing about what her name was or anything. Well, think about it because this is international radio. You're on, and when you no. remember her name, and you can you can ask if she's. And out after there. all, she might call in. We said, "Don't you remember me, Gary?" And if she would call and say that, I would say, "Yes, I do. I have a picture of you." <laughs> well, we had that happen one night. Ron's friend Dennis and our Bob in Wisconsin had actually communicated with each other for a long time about old-time radio years before, and they recognized each other from the show. Yeah. So well, it happened. I do have, right, so. I have one complaint. Uh-oh. There is a song that gets played every weekend. Um, it's kind of like it's a buffer in there someplace, and it's by um, uh, Marty Robbins. The one about the uh, the girl from New Mexico that goes to Texas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I am so sick of that song. I never have heard it. Who's playing it? I don't remember. It, it hit, like it hit, it hit in between shows. Yeah. Like during the weekend. Yes. So that would it, be uh, Well, I, you know who that would be? That would be Bill Blake. Kim plays big band in Bill Blake Country. So we can send all email to BB at Yesterday USA and ask for a new selection of music. Uh, you know, Marty Robbins has so many hits. Yes. Please quit playing that one. Song. <laughs> yeah, play, play us, play us a choice. I agree. What's your he favorite? Really what's your favorite Marty Robbins song? All of them except for that one. <laughs> Anything except for that one. I love okay. his. I like his white sport coat. Yeah. And pink carnage. Yeah, I love good. that. That's yeah, a great that, song. That's a real good one. Yeah. That was good. He did some good cowboy ones. So, well, okay, Gary. I will get Gunsmoke in your envelope, and um, you got five more to go there. So actually, six more to go. So you're going to have to answer some questions over the next few weeks. Alrighty. Okay, you have a great night, and thanks for calling. Keep it up. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Okay, bye. 714 Here with my Saturday night date and I are here with you for the last three and a half years. And Lord, yeah. And Lord willing, yeah. And Lord willing, a lot more to come. I hope so. You know, because I wouldn't know what we would do. Oh, what would we do without us? I don't know. Hello there. You're on the air. Hey, how are you? It's Edwin from Chicago. Oh my goodness gracious! A new now, one. Now, who is this person? Wait a minute. Uh, I have I have a recollection of the name and the voice. And and no, uh, it's not the same one. He must be from South Chicago. This is another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, I think the other one called from North Chicago. This one from South Chicago. Got it. Uh, I'm from East Chicago. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> uh, two things. Number one. Um, there's no Erie Canal. What? Um, there's no Erie Canal. Uh, there's five Great Lakes. And right. the way to remember them is by remembering the word homes. 
H for Huron, O for Ontario, M for Michigan, E for Erie, and S for Superior. Very good. And yes. what about, I don't understand about the Erie Canal. There is no Erie Canal. There's no such thing. There's an Erie River. I don't know where this gentleman came up with. Uh, well, I think the Erie Canal is in New York. The Erie Canal is in New York. It's a uh, shipping lane that okay, was lake. dredged. It's a, it's a man-made canal. And, it's, not a, um, it's not a lake, though. It can't be a lake. It's not a lake. It's no. a canal. It's not a lake. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a canal with water. It's a great big trench that, that um, is a shipping lane. Uh, not a shipping lane. It's a shipping route. Barge, oh, okay. It's a barge route, the Erie Canal. Tote that barge, lift that bale, tote that barge type thing. Yep. Yeah. There's a song about the Erie Canal. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll see if I can find that. All right, so I, I have to get Gordon Lightfoot, find Erie Canal for you. There's a radio show, a theater girl that's based upon the Erie Canal. Based and with uh, Kenny Gilmore. Yeah. And I Walden. I know that guy. You know that guy. That's, yeah. He yeah. was uh, Mr. Boyton's uh, frog. There you go. <laughs> Very good. That's McDougal. You're right. Very good. That was that was a hard one. McDougal made an appearance, but because he didn't talk a lot, he, he just he made. That's right. Yeah, he he would make. So that was a hard one. So okay, I will find the Erie Canal song for you, and I'll do that while I'm looking for the Edmund Fitzgerald for Walden. Okay, now that, I know that's Gordon uh, Langford, right? Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot, right. Now, does he make reference to that as a canal or the lake? Well, the Edmund Fitzgerald was on Lake Superior. Right, okay. And it went down in Lake Superior. Because I know in school, like, we always learned, like, the five um, lakes and states were like uh-huh. the, the Edmund Fitzgerald I think it was carrying a load of it was either iron or steel and um, it was a, a huge huge freighter uh-huh. and it, it went down it was a freak storm that came up on the lake they thought they were going to be ahead of it it was the last run of the season before winter set in and the storm arrived a little bit earlier than they anticipated they got caught in it and it was the only ship that went down there were very there, there were several ships out there at the time and they were keeping track of each other and they had one one um, uh, message from the Edmund Fitzgerald that said that they were running into the storm and they were going into port, and that was the last they heard, and the, and the ship was gone. So that was on Lake Superior. Okay, well, I'm going to ask another question. And what's the difference between a boat and a ship? They're spelled differently. <laughs> what are both four-letter words. Um, I'm being smart. I think they're spelled differently. Yeah, oh, I know. You, you don't call a boat a ship, but a ship can be a boat. Um, I don't know. Here we go. Are you ready, Walden? Ready. 
Edwin, that's a very good question. Would you look that up and let us know next week? Because I was just curious, because when I think about ships, I think about the ocean or the sea. Yeah, yeah, the big one. You know, at a lake, I think about a boat. Well, this was a ship. This was, uh, well, I say a ship. It was a huge freighter. I think it was, at the time, the largest freighter in operation. It was enormous, just an enormous ship. So that's your homework assignment for next week. Find out the definition of a ship and the definition of a boat and why they're different. Yeah, because I always think of a ship being in, in salt water rather than lakes that are fresh water. And I always think about boats. Well, the, the double-masted, the, the, double the, the really big uh, sailboats are called tall ships. And those are big sailboats, so they can be open water, ocean, lake. They can do anything. So, Okay, that's your assignment. I'll, I'm going to do it. All right. Okay. We'll talk right. to you soon. We'll talk to you soon, Edwin. Thanks. Bye. Okay, my next question for everybody. What's Miss Davis' name of her cat? Oh, I know. All right, Patricia. Oh, Minerva. All right. Oh my gosh, two. I got, oh, I got Rimley and I got Minerva. You got three oh, in a row. Someone four, five, four, five. We don't have to give out the number anymore. We do not. Was was um, Elliot Lewis left-handed? I, don't, I think so. Hello there. You're on here. Hi, Walden. Hi, Patricia. There's Bob. Hello. How are you up there in cold country? Oh, cold. Cold? Not cold? Okay, what's your temperature? Right now, it's 68 yeah. degrees. Yeah, that's pretty good. 68, wow, I am impressed. Six, six, six. Six, six, eight. 68. That's what I said. Oh, well, I thought you said 58. No, 68. We're only 71 right now. Well, see, we're going to catch it. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. Well, I did your homework for you. Yeah. I think he's impressed. You did my homework for me? I yeah. did your homework. What were you supposed to do for this week? <laughs> Call in. Did you ask me what? <laughs> you were supposed to find out what baby badgers are called. No. <laughs> Isn't that true, Walden? We talked about what a bunch of baby badgers were. I, I seem to recall that, yeah. That, uh, well, you know what? I didn't find out what the bunch is. I don't know if it's a litter, but they're called kits or cubs. So I guess litter would be the right thing. All right, now wait I have to go back out they, and do the rest. Are they from a litter or are they from a den? Well, that's – a den does not birth a baby. A den? Yeah. That, that's where they live. You know, yeah. oh, Bob, we, have, we can't encourage him again tonight. I'm loose. Yeah. I'm loose. Badger. Yeah. <laughs> Badger. Uh, litter. I'll say litter. Oh, litter. litter. Badger litters. Yeah, it's a litter. They're in Chicago. Uh-huh. Yes, you have, you have a litter, and the little babies are called, they, they can be called either kits or cubs. Cubs? Cubs, like a bear cub. Uh, cubs. Yeah, the cubs ball, or kits, like kittens. Now you're talking sports. 
Don't you say that to me. Don't, don't. I've got a really great baseball question for Walden tonight. Do you want to say? Do you want it now, Walden? Yeah, let's do it. And and let's. All right, we're going to do Walden's baseball question, and you're allowed to help him, Bob. Oh yeah, well I'm not too good on baseball. Well, that's not my problem. All I know is that you use a bat to eat the ball with. You use a bat and a ball. Okay, see, and you guys make fun of me. I even know a little bit about baseball. Very little, but I know a little bit about it. Okay. The first official baseball hat was made of what? Wool. What's your guess, Bob? The first baseball hat. The first official baseball hat. What was it made of? Well, that would have been a long time ago. The galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Felt. You don't like that, huh? Felt. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. What what was the answer? Felt. Felt. No, not felt. And Walden, you said wool. Wool. You you both get one more guess. Well, it certainly wasn't silk. No, it wasn't silk. We're running out of substances here. Any questions? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> what did they make derby hats out of? What's that material, that cloth material? Derby hats? Der- derby. Derby hats. Yeah, derby hats. I would think, I, I know that they've got satin, satin, I, um, yeah, derby hats, I think, would be silk or satin. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rayon. We didn't. This was the very first official baseball hat. Yeah, I think rayon. So we're we're kind of we're kind of be before the rayon yeah, era. Yeah, rayon was the twenties and thirties, wasn't it? I don't. Let me think. Nylon. It was a nylon. Nylon. I don't think so. Um, no. Nylon got big during World War Two. How far back are we going? Probably the 18... I'm not, well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, I mean, you got to give us some kind of a hint. They, they wore baseball hats back when they first started playing. Uh, you know, just because you don't know anything about baseball doesn't mean I have to give you the answers. Hmm. I, I know you get three strikes and you're out. Uh, you know, he's just being sassy, Bob. What can yes, I say? I am. <laughs> I'm being such a brat. I knew I got you guys on this uh, one. Let's see here. Um... Wasn't made out of paper, was it? Cardboard? I don't think so. Nope. It was made out of straw. They were straw hats. Did we say that? Straw hats? Straw hat. Like you that was put... our next guess. Yeah, it was so yeah, right. right. Oh, and, I still have, and I still have one question. I got to see David and I have an answer. So I'm going to say... Said card... You said cardboard. I have the history on this. On April 24th, 1849... The New York Knickerbockers adopted the first official uniform. The first baseball caps were made of chip. It was called chip at the time. It was straw. A few years later, the club switched to a cap made of a soft, fine wool. But the first ones were straw hats. How about that? Well, I'll tell you. If you, have you ever looked at the material with the baseball players were wearing in the early days? Oh, my gosh. It's a wonder they all didn't drop dead of heat stroke. Yeah. It was awful. See, I knew that. Bob, I'm, doing, I'm getting good at this. So, all right. So, in another year, Bob, when you call in, if I ask you what the first baseball cap, official baseball cap was made of, you're going to know. Is that okay. correct? 
you think they had it to that way they could eat it while they were just standing out in the outfield? I don't know. I think they gave it to the goats. <laughs> That's probably true. I want before, and, before you forget the difference between a ship and a boat. Yes. Oh, yeah. My definition that I've heard is if you're in the Navy, you don't, you're, if you're on a ship, you don't call it a boat. This is true. Now, my, and I think I got this from some fellow that was in the Navy, you can put a boat on a ship. Right. Okay, so that's that's the difference, a boat. Now, submarines are boats. A submarine is a boat. All those boats. And, of course, the other ones are ships. Well, I've got, let me see. I'm trying to remember, we, when did we have the first submarine? Did we have any submarines in, so, during the Civil War? We did, didn't we? Yeah. During the Civil War, yes, yeah, we did. Yeah, I think we did. We did, and um, there are still a couple at the bottom. They hauled one up not very long ago out of one of the rivers. They found that uh, submarine. That was the Merrimack, wasn't it? I think you were right, Bob. I think it was the Merrimack. Uh, no, that wasn't a submarine. The Monitor and the Merrimack were outfitted with iron. They were ships. Yeah, but you better Google that up on one of those... Before I do that, before I do that, I have to get a prize when I come back and say the Monitor and the Merrimack were ironclad ships. They were boats. They were not submarines. I'll give you the prize. Well, you'd have to make a submarine out of iron, too, because a wooden one wouldn't sink very good. <laughs> not very well. But I'll the Monitor and the Merrimack, they were actually ironclad boats. They were, and they were outfitted with cannons. Hold on. Monitor... Uh, I'm going to send you some more prizes, Patricia. You're on Mac. <clears throat> now, when you get on a ship, they put, mm -hmm. they have lifeboats. They don't have life ships. See, that's that's where you can put a boat, I think, on a ship. That's true. That's true. And I, I think that's one of the differences. But a, but a submarine is a is a boat. Um, panel, uh, let's see. Monitor and the Merrimack. We want Wikipedia. This is good. Battle of Hampton Roads, the Monitor, and a Merrimack. This is good. There was a poem about the Monitor and the Merrimack. Um, the Monitor and the Merrimack face off in Battle of Hampton Roads. Okay. Uh, March 9th, 1862, during the Civil War, the Monitor and the Virginia, also known as the Merrimack, clashed to a draw at Hampton Roads, Virginia, in the first battle between two ironclad warships. One of them was kind of round-looking. <clears throat> well, I don't care what shape they were. They were clad in iron. They thought that they were unsinkable because the cannonballs wouldn't penetrate the sides. Is that called the um, unsinkable Molly Brown? Pretty much. Well, poor Molly. She was she was a nice lady. Um, but anyway, they they fought to a draw. So as Bob was asking, what was the name of the first submarine? Well, he was telling me that the Monitor and the Merrimack were submarines. Oh, I and they weren't. They were ships. So we want Civil War submarine. Boy, oh boy, what a show. I mean, where else 
can you get a history lesson that is this much fun every single week? Right. But if classes were this much fun when I was in high school, I would have really loved it. Civil War submarine. Does Do I get a prize because I knew the monitor and the Merrimack yes, were I'm I'm, I will ship you some more boxes this week. No, I'm <laughs> not quite what I, will it Will it have chocolate in there? All right, uh, let's see. Civil War submarine. Does anybody remember the name of the first nuclear submarine? That's a, that's a good question. Oh, oh, that was Nautilus. That's right. How am I doing? That's good. Patricia, you oh, my goodness. You're oh, hot. my goodness. I'll tell you what. I am so hot Captain, tonight. Captain Nemo had that, didn't he? <laughs> Captain Nemo? Uh-huh. Who was now Captain Nemo um, with um, Moby Dick? Who was the captain in, in Ahab. Moby Dick? Ahab. 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 And where did Captain – wasn't there a Captain Nemo in, in literature as well? And there was, but where? I don't know. Now I have to – well, wait, I'm busy with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. The H.L. Hunley was a submarine of the Confederate – States of America that played a small part in the American Civil War, but a large role in the history of naval warfare, demonstrated both the advantage and the dangers of undersea warfare. So it was a Confederate vessel. It was the first combat submarine to sink an enemy warship, although the Henley was not completely submerged and it, lost, and it was lost at some point following her successful attack. The Confederacy lost 21 crewmen in three sinkings of the Hen of the Hunley, H-U-N-L-E-Y, during her short career. So it was the Confederacy that introduced submarines. Wow. It was not completely submerged, but it was fighting underwater. How about that? Hunley. Don't you forget that. So we're going to have straw hats and the H.L. Hunley submarine in future questions, Bob, and you're expected to know the answer. So where's Captain Nemo? Where is he? What novel oh, gee, is he Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Captain Nemo. Hold on. Probably Peter Pan. Um, Captain Nemo. Is that Peter Pan? Nope. And Jules Verne's. I see it was a Jules Verne's. Do Hickey, hold on. Uh, uh. Um, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah. And uh, oh, what was his Captain, name? with the buggy eyes in it. Yeah. So how deep is a league? How deep is a who? A league. A league. Oh, I yeah. used to know. Hold on. <laughs> It is a lot. Um, in nautical terms, um, mm, nautical terms, league depth. Hold on. I'm trying. And how and how deep is a twain? That's a good one for the audience. Oh, a uh, twain is. Is a measurement. It's not a depth. Well, mark that's right. twain. It's, it's, well, it's a measurement. Well, actually, think... twain. It's two feet. No. More, two. Oh uh, no. Two yards. Two yards. Yeah. Two. Uh, no. 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 Um. Six feet. Yeah. Two yards. Uh -huh. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. Um. Da -da -da. League is a unit of measure. Um. A league is three nautical miles. Uh, see, that's. I don't think that's. 
I'm not so sure the right. zinc is a is a is a is a is a marinine. Uh, let me let me see let me see. Yeah, it's the book said twenty thousand twenty thousand under leagues. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. That's a lot of feet. Hold on. Um, that's even possible. Um, I guess so. Um, league water depth. Do do do. My next question to everybody, what what famous author was a captain on a boat? What famous author was mm -hmm. a captain on a boat? Right. I know Mark Twain was big on boats, but he wasn't a captain. Yes, he was. I thought he was. He was? When he was doing the boat up and down the Mississippi River, I thought he was. Yeah. Well, maybe we get a pilot. Pilot. Uh, yeah, a pilot. Okay. So there is a difference um, between a pilot and a captain, I guess, all right? Say that again, please. I guess there is a difference between a pilot and a captain. Yes. Okay. Yes. That pilot, he kind of knew where he was going. Yeah. He was like the compass. And a captain, he, he'd run the ship. Ah, all right. It says here, a league is not actually a measurement of depth. It is a distance. And it's no longer used officially. A league is roughly estimated at three miles, which is meant to express how far a person or a horse can walk in one hour, one league. Huh. A person can walk three miles? Oh, in an hour. Yeah, that, oh, that's fine. That's Wait, a I've, never heard, I've never heard it as a walking term. I've always heard it relating to the, to the yeah. ocean. Yeah. You know the name of a famous band leader? A lot of them. Yeah, which one? League? Who? A, a band leader. When you say a famous band leader. Band leader, a famous band leader. Yeah. Yeah. You know the name of one? Yeah. Artie Shaw, Harry James. Benny Goodman. Tommy Got Dorsey. Guy Lombardo. They're not the ones I'm thinking of. Well, 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 how I, do we know what you're thinking of? <laughs> a, a famous band leader named James, I'm sorry. Oh, Harry James. Huh? Or Jimmy Dorsey. Which one do you want? Oh. Jesse and Frank. Oh, that's a pun, Patricia. Oh, boo hiss. Boo hiss, yeah. Boo hiss. All right. I'll let you get away with that. That's one. You get two for the year. You just used it. You used one of them. <laughs> Isn't that a good trivia question? <laughs> That's a great one. Great. No. <laughs> that was a gang. They had a gang. They didn't have a band. Okay, there are two famous Harry James. Who are they? Two famous Harry James? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Who? Well, one's a band leader and one's an author. Isn't it? Wasn't there a Harry James or something like that? A Twilight? <laughs> or something like that yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> Harry James. Yeah. H Harry James, an author? I think it was. <sighs> well, I suppose if I dig around, I could find any name. Harry James. What did he write? I don't know. I guess Harry's name out there. After all, you're the writer of the family. You should know all writers, Patricia. You're not sure if there's one or not, then? I'm pretty sure. I've thought I heard one. Well, 
Wait, he he James. writes books on um Henry James? I don't know. No, I don't think so. We you got James so? Mishner. Uh, I thought it was something oh, um, James. James Fenimore Cooper. Uh, I don't I don't think James last name. Who was the author famous author with James as his last name? It wasn't Harry, that's for sure. <laughs> It was not Harry. The only Harry listed here is an author who writes books on fencing. Well, what's the sport. What famous author that was his last name is James? Well, how am I going to know that? I write author James. I'm going to get 8,000. Jeez. James Patterson, James Joyce, James Baldwin, James Mishner. No, that's first name. First name, last name. He wants well, first name. How am I going to... How am I going to know that? Author who, James? Yeah. <laughs> who, James? <laughs> I don't know. Walden, that's a very good question. You do that for your homework for next week. <laughs> well, I say Harry James. Uh, Harry James, the only Harry James that came up as an author was somebody who writes on fencing, the sport of fencing, parrying, thrusting, gotcha type stuff. <laughs> Gee willikers. Gee willikers. All right. Bob, which century did Buck Rogers live in? 21st century. Or the 20th century. I'm missing something. Talk a little louder, please. Uh, Buck Rogers is the 21st century. Nope. Want to try again? And he was Buck Rogers of the 20th century. Nope. <laughs> or the 25th. There you go. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, to a kid, I would think 25th and 21st probably sounded very similar. Oh, well. You know, to the ears? I was going to guess the Velveeta Cheese one. Yeah. Yeah? Was it the Kraft Music Hall? I'm, Bob, I'm losing you. Are you well, I can, can turn you him, I can turn him up. No, it, it's, it's it because the Kraft, he does. The Kraft Music Hall? Nope. Not the craft musical. But you're in the right cheese. You're you're in the right cheese and and the right prod, uh, the right um, company manufacturer, but not the right show. You know, and I've heard that too. Uh huh. Of course you have. During the war, they alternated with another cheese. Yeah, and I even looked that up one time. Okay, so Bob, you have got the 25th century, and that yeah. means you may have a 25th century item in your envelope, or your new one, yours is down. But the judge's name. All right, go ahead. That was a, it wasn't like Horace. Was it? it was. It was Horace, yes, Horace the old goat. I wonder why they didn't call him a horse, Horace the horse. Hmm. Horse. Okay, you're working on Gunsmoke. You want to keep working? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> Okay. Well, Bob, thank you for being our promoter and our manager and our booking agent and all stuff like that there. It's really cool. <laughs> I had to call in early first. Everybody answered all those other ones. There you go. Okay, here's my next one for everybody. What's, anyway, what's Bertie's middle name? Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Bob. You have a great week. And you guys, too. All right, Bob. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye now. All right, that's my next one. What's Bertie's middle name? I know, I know. All right, go ahead, Patricia. Bertie Lee Coggins. Bertie Lee Very Coggins. good. 
You are so good. Oh, I'm telling you, please stop. This is it. Well, Tracy's going to retire from the show if I don't behave. <laughs> Hello there, you're on the air. Hi, folks. Hey, it's Ralph. Hey, Ralph. How oh, are you? hey, Ralph. How are you? All right. Now, what's the difference between a boat and a ship? A uh, ship is a floating vessel that can't be lifted aboard another floating vessel. That's what they told us in boot camp. So, well, that that leaves a lot of room, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the man said earlier, you can put a boat on a ship, but you can't put a ship on a boat. And you can't put a ship aboard another loading, uh, floating vessel because it's too big. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, well, well, that makes sense. So, then, can, can a boat and a ship be the same size, theoretically? No. Okay. So, then we get to the sailing ships, you know, the ones with the masts and the sails, and they are called ships, but they are small enough to be hoisted onto a larger vessel. Uh, I'm just giving you the official Navy definition. <laughs> I, I can't justify it. Okay, now what's You're a, innocent. You're what, innocent. What's a scooter? Oh, I know. That has to do with the number of masts. It was a sailing vessel, but I, I don't remember the number of masts that it had. I think a schooner had two masts. That's, that's possible. Let's see. Um, it, actually, it can have two masts or three. Three, I thought. Let's see. Fore and aft rigging vessel with at least two masts, um, but it can have three. And then we have a catch. A catch, I don't know. How many, uh, I think a catch has two. Let's and then see. there's a bark. Um, a catch has two masts. Okay, I was good on that one. And bark. what was the next one? A bark. B-A-R-K? Yeah, I believe so. Bark ship. A bark. I've never heard of that. That's I never did either. It's one of the great big ones. Three or more masts. Having the four masts rigged square. Square in wow. Yep. The big square sails. They're huge. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I'll tell you, you know... Uh, like the spinnaker on a, on a racing boat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that, they do. You're right. They do have four sails. Um, they're, they're smaller than the rest of them because the ship is so huge. But you're right. It's like the spinnakers and the jib. Actually, they're, they're more like jibs than, than the spinnaker. Well, I was just thinking, guys, when you're in the ocean, you know, you have other terms for ships like a liner, an ocean liner. And isn't it like a, don't they sometimes call it a Voyager or a, um, when you're crossing the Atlantic Ocean? Isn't those, those are considered bigger ships, aren't they? They're ships, yeah. An ocean liner is a ship. Next. <laughs> What's next? I don't know. I never heard of a bark. 
Thank you, Ralph. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you know, I squirreled around a lot looking for information about ships uh, for the show a couple of times. Which one is the largest sailing vessel? What's a catch? What's a, you know? I never came across this word. How come? I don't know. Oh, it's a fish I have a lot, word. I have a lot of useless information stored away. It, no, it's not. It looks like a French, a, an Americanized French word. The, the alternate spelling is B-A-R-Q-U-E, which is French, and it would be pronounced bark. And the American spelling is woof-woof bark. How about that? So how are you doing? How are you feeling? Oh, okay. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I have an ilias. Ah, okay. And I'm fighting my way through that, but uh, otherwise I feel pretty good. Oh, oh, my goodness. You've really been handed a mess this year. This is not your year, is it? Uh, yeah, you know, I think the anesthesias did it to me. Uh-huh. The anesthesia would give you a paralytic ileus. You are absolutely right. Yeah, that, that's that's what I've heard. So you're doing Anyhow, okay with it? I'm waiting for it to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. That can hurt. Well, I, I don't seem have... to have pain. I have discomfort. Yeah. Wow. So you just have to wait it out. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what I could do. <laughs> anyway, uh, no big deal. Well, it is if it's yours. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I was talking to my doctor the other day, and he said, well, if this is a problem, then we'll just, you know, we just go in, we do this, and poof, poof, and that's the end of it. It's a, no big deal. And I thought, no big deal. You're talking my arteries here, guys. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they, it's a they, big they, deal uh, for me. They've got it down pretty well, I think, now, compared to years ago. Yeah, they can call it a Rotorudo job nowadays, Patricia. Yeah, I know, I know, but I mean, gee whiz, you know, when he says, oh, that's no big deal. I thought, you know, it probably isn't by comparison to a lot of things that you have seen, but it's also not yours, you know? Gee, <laughs> willikers. Can you spell that sucks, boys and girls? Spell the what? Can you spell... That sucks, boys and girls. Uh, you missed it. Yeah, well, S -O -S -U -C -K, right, Patricia? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> S oh, as in Sam. Yeah. S-U-C-K. -S yeah. Ralph, I have a, a, a movie question. Yes. Before we go to your first date... I found a movie poster that has a little medallion-type thingy on the bottom of the poster, and it says, movie, what did I say, movie trivia, hold on, Dr. Kildare, uh, oh, come on, oh, don't go away, Do you want to guess, Ralph, how much the premiere of Gone with the Wind was? Oh, I would think, you know, 25 or 50 cents. Okay, that's your guess. I, I say, more, I let people know more than 25 cents. 
More than 25 cents. Yes. Um, nine dollars. Less than nine. Seven. Less than seven. <laughs> no, we could we could do one of the Waldens. One, two, three, well, four. Well, what number would you actually go for, Patricia? You, you got the right one. You you just named out. I I guess it must have been like two or three dollars. Okay, if between give me if either one. Two fifty. Two fifty, three fifty, three seventy five, four. Do I hear four? Four in the four fifty, four fifty, four fifty. Do I have four fifty? Four fifty, five, five, five. Do I have five? Do I have five? It's an even number. It's an even number. Three, two, one. Which one? Which one? Which one? You might choose those three numbers. Two. Oh, right. That's how much. Ralphie's making me crazy tonight. Gone with the one with two bucks in nineteen thirty nine to go see Gone with for the premiere. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so here's my movie poster question. I have a picture of a movie poster for the movie Young Dr. Kildare. In the bottom right-hand corner is this gold medallion-type emblem that says, A Movie Quiz Contest, $250,000. And I think they meant $250, but it says, A Movie Quiz Contest contest picture uh. I had I could not find any information about it so I wrote to the auction house and they said this is a quote this was a trivia contest giveaway in the late 1930s to attract customers into the theaters uh. which sounded reasonable because we hear about bank night and dish night and whatever oh, yeah. else they, they gave away I have never heard of a trivia contest for money. Uh, no, have I you ever right. heard of it? You never did either. No, ma'am. So Dr. IQ was in town? Is that why they did it? Dr. IQ? Yeah, well, he gave out money at movie theaters. I don't I'm think this being, was it. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. What was Lionel Barrymore, what was the, what was the name of the doctor he played in Dr. Kildare? Dr. Gillespie. Very good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, then I am just so hot tonight. Oh, I know. oh, I oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to see if I can find a historian who can give me some additional background in this. Because it's the first time I ever heard it. I asked them. Now, this is an auction house that auctions off the posters. And this one, by the way, went for $37, which included shipping and handling. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it was not in particularly good shape, but for a 1938 poster, I thought, wow, $37, maybe he, a little more than that, guys. You can send it to William. He he can forward it to Leonard Malton. And and do what? Leonard Malton is a great movie critic on uh, NBC and different things. He could answer it for us, probably. You think? Uh-huh. Well, I'm, I was disappointed that they didn't give me any additional information about this, but at least I have a head start that it was a trivia quiz. But it didn't, he didn't say whether the trivia was about the movie that they were paying to watch, in this case, whether it would be about Dr. Kildare, or if it was a movie industry question, like Walden likes to ask and I can't answer. Those kinds of things. But anyway, I am asking for help. And you never heard of it either, Ralph. 
No, no. Hmm. And they're trying the, to tell me it was a fairly... on me. They, the auction house suggested, they didn't, I mean, by saying this was a trivia contest, and I asked, does it influence the value of a poster to have one of these? And the answer was essentially no, it was pretty common. Well, if it was so yeah. common, how come I can't find any information? Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff gets lost in between the pages. Yeah. I mean, we, we have so much information. I even have information about how to make a recipe with powdered eggs from World War II in England. How come I can't find something about a movie poster? You know, pow powdered eggs were amazing. Really? Uh, we had them aboard ship. Uh, some cooks could make them real good, so they tasted like real eggs. Yeah. Other guys, they tasted like fluff. <laughs> well, that's interesting. They actually, uh, let me see, eggs. Eggs, reconstituted eggs. World hey. War II eggs. Okay, it said French toast was also used. Um, the mixture during World War II apparently made a thick, rather rubbery omelet. <clears throat> they bought the dried eggs in tins in, you know, containers that contained the equivalent of what they called 12 pure dried eggs, whatever that meant, My and pure, pure dried eggs, and they were rationed. Your allowance of a dried egg for an adult in England was equal to three eggs a week. And that was oh, with the powder. Little, yeah, yeah that was with the that was the powdered eggs that they I, were rationing. They couldn't get the real thing. No, no, I, I, you know, I remember them very well. didn't you? 
that, you know, when, when we were kids, you, you weren't allowed to sit in the balcony. Unless, ah, I was grown-ups only. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, in the old movie theater, I hear them talk about Lowe's. Oh, yeah. Where is Lowe's? Is, is that considered the low deck? Where, where was... like, it's sort of like a balcony, but it's uh, the seating is usually superior. Okay. Wait, you, you're talking about Lowe's the theater? No. And ask for some of the mo- If you went to the old radio show in the 30s, they asked you if you want to sit in the Lowe's section. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I've so, missed that. Yeah, so I think you had Lowe's. Yeah, I used to sit in the Lowe's occasionally. And you had Balcony, and what, what was there, another? Oh, Lowe's, L-O-G-E. Right. Lowe's, okay, that was a particular section, and I think it was closest, the, one of the closer sections, let me see, the Lowe's. What was considered the front? Was there something called, did yeah. they call the front something else? That that was our um, Lowe's seating. Um, I think Loge was in the front. Hold on. First class, close to the action, Loge was in the front of the theater. In a theater, the front section of the lowest balcony. Uh-huh. Right, right. It was like a balcony. Yeah, so it was in the center, so you had the best view. And uh, would closest. Be, would it be on floor level? It looks like, well, it depends on what kind of a theater you're at. I uh-huh. guess a performing arts theater would be a little bit different. Let me see here. Um, what are loge seats? That'll work. Uh, a little higher than the orchestra. So the orchestra yeah. seats are with your nose up against the stage, I guess. Um, if there's an orchestra section... Uh, let's see. The center outside of what is the loge? Hold on. Um, <laughs> don't go away. So, you think there are any any yeah. other besides orchestra, loge, and balcony? Yeah, but you've got others as well. Um, seating. All right. Let's say theater seating. Theater seating. Let's see. You know, this is such a great show. Home theater seating, you know, we want home theater, theater seat, store, home theater, home theater. Now, I imagine these would be strictly, you would have this strictly only in the movie palaces. I don't think you would call these things when we went to the, um, when we, when we, you know, did away with the movie palaces. We probably wouldn't have these definitions, I don't think. For seating. Uh, seating map. Seating map. Seating map. Um. Uh, okay. All right. We've got the orchestra, which is the lowest level. Okay. Um, the loge and balcony. Those are upper levels, but the loge is the front of the balcony. Okay. Um, and when they say balcony, it it's not something that, well, it's hard to explain. It's I always like, thought the balcony was at least the second deck, maybe the third. Yeah, well, it's like when I, when I think of a balcony, it's a whole different level. Like you have to go upstairs or up an elevator. But when they talk balcony on some of these, they're talking, uh, you know, when, when you go down to the front of a theater, you go down, the, the aisle is like a ramp. Right. And you keep walking down. And what they're talking about here is that the far back of 
those sections are considered the balcony, but that doesn't sound right. I think balcony is up on a different level. Okay, yeah, think, theater people, give right. us a call. But I guess it depends on, you know, uh, what theater you win and what they decide to call it. Yeah. Yeah, mezzanine is the one I was I was missing. All right, let me see. Yeah, the Heating mezzanine. Here. What the mezzanine then? All right, so now we've got the orchestra pit. We've got orchestra seats are, gosh, a thousand beyond. And then we have the loge and the mezzanine. Okay, the orchestra is the farthest to the front. Right. That's the pit. Um, you know, you get the orchestra in the pit, and then the seats immediately behind the pit right. are the orchestra seats, and the seats behind them are the loge seats. And I guess the loge seats are about the premium seats, wouldn't they be, Ralph? Because you're not so close that you're looking, you're looking straight. There. Pardon? It costs more to sit in the loge. Well, that, As that I makes... recall, the yeah. seats were of a better quality. Uh-huh. I would think so, because you're not so close that you have to look up, and you're close enough that you can still see everything that's going on. And then the rows behind the loge are the mezzanine, and then on the next level upstairs is the balcony. Right. That sounds right. Yeah. So we've got the orchestra pit. Then the orchestra seats, loge seats, mezzanine, and then you go upstairs for the balcony. You the balcony overlooks everything. So you said there was a seat between the uh, loge and the mezzanine? No. Okay. The or it goes from orchestra seats, and this is from the front to the back. Right. Orchestra, loge, mezzanine, yeah. and then way up is balcony seating that overlooks the entire theater. So how many ticket prices would have been in the old... Would have, I always thought there were just two. Could have been four? Four different ticket prices, Ralph? Gee, I don't know. I, I would have thought children and adults. Yeah, and yeah, you but... Take uh, your pick. And you sat where you wanted to. In a theater... It was a general admission, and then and the loge was cost more. But, of course, there was adults and children, too. So yeah. It, so it was... Low, could they have been reserved seating or not really? You could, whatever you got into the low. Uh, you, you, I never heard of that. Uh-huh. Well, are we talking movie theater movie or theater. Movie theater. performance arts theater? Movie. Movie theater. Movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Huh. Um, how would, well, did, did they have people, ushers, did they have ushers who took you to your seats, Ralph? Yeah, with a flashlight, and they wore a little uniform. Uh-huh. And uh, if you made and noise, they also shine a light in your eyes. So oh. what about, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. What about... You know what else we had? What? We had matrons. Really? Yes, ma'am. What did they do? The matron was like... She was in charge uh, of the children's section, and uh, she saw that everything uh, was done nicely. Wow. So if you guys were kissing... She'd grab you by the neck and throw you out. And if she found 
you guys kissing, what would happen? Uh, by, by, by the time I was kissing, uh, I was sitting in the uh, more adult section. I wasn't doing much kissing in the, in the younger years. Did anybody bother you if you were kind of making out with your girlfriend in the movies? No, but, you know, uh, in those years, nobody was indiscreet, shall I say. Everybody, everybody knew the rules. You know, we, we did a lot of smooching in the movies. In Happy Days, the, the television show Happy Days, Fonzie would always want the back row of the balcony because yeah. nobody, nobody could see them up there. Right, right. You're, you're saying right like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, you know, the end of the theater, nobody's sitting behind you. <laughs> Oh, Lordy, you are so funny. You are so funny. Okay, now, when you went out on a date, what did you wear? Oh, well, when I was real young, it just, just dungarees and a shirt, that's all. What kind of shoes? You know, uh, sneakers. Okay. okay, so what when would, you... What was a typical date? Would you take a girl just only to the movie, or would you take her to the local soda fountain? I, I, only, my, my, I never had a soda fountain date. Okay. But uh, there was about 20 of us that hung around in an ice cream parlor. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, everybody was going to study with somebody else every other week. <laughs> what would you do? Just trade off? Well, it, it seems that way. They, you know. That's funny. Yeah, we, we used to call it the click. We were the click. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, when you were in high school, did you go to dances? Would you be disappointed in me if I told you I never went to high school? No, not at all. My God, you're one of the smartest people I know. You didn't have to get I went, that. I went to work. There you go. I, I, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. My mother needed help, really. Yeah. I know. I know. You've talked about that at times. When you've when you were finally getting to the I'm serious about girls stage, how did you ask a girl for a date? Well, the only girl I was ever really serious about is Tony. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met her at a skating rink. And she was 16 years old. And uh, I asked her to skate. And I asked for her phone number. And she gave it to me. And then she went home and cried to her mother that she had given me her phone number. She'd never done that before. Oh, my. But I got I to gotta tell you, 
uh, I always lived in, a, you know, apartment housing. Right. Tony lived in a, in a house. Her mother and father had a home. Yeah. That, that was kind of new to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I was just thinking, this has got to be a very, very rich girl. Although she, she, they weren't rich, they had a very nice home. Mm-hmm. So were you nervous the first time you went to her house? Oh, yeah. I bet you were. Yeah, I was a little nervous. Yeah. And then uh, I got there, and her mother let me in. And I was sitting in the living room. And next thing out comes Tony. And she had on a, the pool skirt with the krillin. Oh, my, yes. And a red sweater. Oh, and I thought, oh, I thought, I, oh, I thought I died and went to heaven. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. And where did you go that night? We went to the RKO Keith Theater in Flushing, New York. Did her father meet you before you went out? Yeah, I, I met them. But uh, they, they didn't trust me. <laughs> you were so sweet. First of all, I, I wasn't I wasn't Catholic. Ah, uh, okay. And secondly, I was a sailor. Right. Ah, uh, okay. That's two two strikes. Uh, so I figured I was I was just uh, in port for a couple of days, and here we are, fifty six years later. You showed them. You remember the first time you went to dinner, that you were invited to dinner at her house? Did, or, or did they do that? Oh, oh, yeah, sure. How was that experience? Would, oh, it was good. You know, it was an Italian household. Uh-huh. And depending on what night of the week was, every, every, every Tuesday you'd have the same thing, and every Wednesday pretty much the same thing. Oh. Tuesday night, as I recall, <clears throat> was uh, spaghetti night, and Saturday was st- uh, steak or beef wow. night. Yeah, they, they, so you... mother was uh, actually Polish, huh. but she was the best Italian cook I ever ran across. Oh, my word. Yeah, excellent. Now, what did Tony do after you were married that she brought from her home that her mother used to do? Uh, Well, you know, it's funny. Her mother wouldn't let her cook. She never taught her to cook. Mm. Do I remember? Uh, I, I can't I... think of anything that. Uh... That's sure true. With my with my mom, Patricia, my my mom, my mom, her mom were not allowed to cook either. Yeah. So she had to learn once she got married. That's sure how she had to learn how to cook. I remember talking with Tony one night, and she said someone taught her how to cook. Whoever it was lived upstairs. Was it her grandmother or an aunt? Well her, well, her grandmother was a great cook. Mm. 
I I know we got married. She didn't know much about cooking. Uh-huh. Did you? No. I, I was an eater. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. So you, you remember her the first meal she cooked for you? Oh, maybe not, but I, I remember the first Thanksgiving she cooked. Okay. She, she, you know, there was just, uh, there was three of us, you know, my mother mm-hmm. and Tony and I. And Tony cooked a 25-pound turkey. It was her first turkey. And it's the best one she ever made. Wow. It was fantastic. I bet you had leftovers. Uh, I'm not a big turkey guy. No. But this was, uh, it just came out really outstanding. Oh, that's the perfect one to have come out just right. Yep. Oh, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. Patricia, I want to send you some shows because you've been answering all the questions. <laughs> I know. She's, she's oh, nine. I did. I am so hot tonight, she's Ralph. Nine I for, am hot. She's nine for what nine. What would you like? There you go. <laughs> what would I like? Yeah. I'll put um, it in your envelope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll have to think about that. That's the hardest question. <laughs> Oh my word! Um, I don't know. What have you got? That's what you folks always say to me. Well, you, you, I got everything. <laughs> That's what I always say to you. Um, uh oh, gotta go again. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> I know there's a deer in the yard. I bet you a dollar. Did, oh, 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 a deer. Uh, poor Wolfie. Poor Wolfie. All right. Well, I'm going to think of something that you probably have and I would love, and you're going to send it to me. Okay. Because I know you're big on music. You like classical music. Yeah. And I like classical music, too. So... I, I will come up with something in the classical department that you might have that I would love. All right. All right. This is good. Sounds like a winner. Oh, wow. Okay, I have some questions. Are you ready? Uh, I'll try, yeah. Okay. Now, let me see. Um, who had the middle name Hog, H-O-G-G. Andrew Brown. Oh, wow. oh, you are so cool. You are so cool. Andrew Hog Brown, Andrew H. Brown. Okay. You got it. Okay, so what's Amos' last name? Uh, Amos, uh, oh, I, I know it. Not, yeah, I do not, too. Um, oh, all right, Patricia, Amos. No, I know, I'm, I'm thinking Amos. with Ralph. Amos, there we go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was Kingfish. Right, that was Kingfish. That was Stevens, yeah. So, Amos, everybody. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. The poor guy's got his cab company, and his wife's name is Ruby, and his little girl is Arbidella. How can I not know his last name? Yeah, I know all that. Yeah, okay, what's the name of the cab company? 
Oh, that was the uh, Fresh Air Khaki, Taxi Cab right, Company. Right. Okay, good. Amos, last name. Oh, my goodness. Amos, Amos, Amos. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Ralph, while we're thinking, you tell me what you would like, and then maybe between the two of us we can come up with the answer. If not, I'll leave that out for people. You asked me a question now that I don't know the answer to. See? Uh, All right. You know what you were saying? There were many generations of gun smoke. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I have one. I don't know which one it is, but, yeah, I like gun smoke a lot. Well, I'll start at number one, and we'll work from there. All right. Okay. Now, do you know Amos' last name? Oh, that thing about uh, who's Kraft? Kraft, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. You know, we listen to a, a disc every night, and I was thinking Gildersleeve. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Velveeta was the big product that they pushed there, and when Velveeta was not available because of the war, or and actually it was rare. It, it was one of the really hard ones to find. It says hard to get. Yep. Yeah. What product did they introduce as a temporary replacement? It's a very strange name. I don't recall it, but it didn't even sound like it related to cheese in any way. It didn't, but it did. Uh, you I remember what was right? I knew. I, I think of. I think of one of the new products. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a, a substitute. For the regular cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cheese substitute of some sort, and it did have some milk product in it, but it was not enough of anything to be to be considered cheese, so it didn't cost you as many ration points. I also thinking they also had a not they 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 introduced some non cheese product onto the shows occasionally, and so I wonder anybody can remember what that might be. Well, what was what was the one that they used? Because Velveeta wasn't available. Um. Uh, oh, I almost got it. Uh, yeah. It's a stupid name. Oh, some. Oh, pa- Pab Step. Wasn't Pab Step? Pab Step. P A B. What was that? S P E T. And it was a cheese. Uh, uh, um, like. It was a cheesy product, but was it, it was white? Not... Was it like a white block cheese? No, no. I think it was soft. Uh, it was similar to the consistency of Velveeta, and that's just a guess from what I was able to dig up. It took me forever to find the spelling of the darn thing. It's P A B. It was about as much like cheese as pussy rolls are like chocolate. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. That's good. That's good. Okay, now what non cheap product they would introduce occasionally on the show? A non-cheese product, yeah. besides macaroni and cheese. Right, right. Um, craft. craft. I'm trying to craft. think. Craft. Uh, I would say like a spread. Oh, a comes to mind. A spread? It would be like a spread. If it was a spread, uh, it was a cheese product. Well, I would say, I would call, I would call, I would call it a, a non-cheese product. Cheese whiz? No. 
not I don't think it, I I would not classify it as a cheese. I don't know. I'll leave that out for people to guess. No, I want you to tell me because I'm going to say that's cheese, that's cheese, <laughs> just like I would say that's chocolate, that's chocolate. What was what was it? Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Oh, that was yeah, that was a salad dressing type thing. Right. Well, it was similar right. to mayonnaise. It was a mayonnaise but type thing. You would hear that, but see, they would use that for sandwiches. You know, you put Miracle Whip on your sandwiches the way you, they did the, the commercials. Right. Yeah, and then it would be instead of mayonnaise or mustard. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. I was, uh, a, I was a, um, a Limburger eater. Now, that's cheese. Yeah, that's it. Limburger. Oh, ooh, Padstet. Okay, let's see. Here is the ad for Padstet. Um, easily solved. Da, 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 da. When you use ex it is to extend such favorites as Padstet, the delicious golden cheese food with a hundred uses. A great many of those hundred uses combined the unique cheddar cheese flavor of Padstet. With then that's that's the way they got away with it. It was a cheese flavor product, but because it wasn't cheese, it didn't cost a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you know, margarine and butter. Right. Mm -hmm. well, well, I, I don't know if you remember, but when you used to get margarine, it was white like lard. Right, and it came with that little. Had a little button that you broke. It was kind of an orange thing, and then you mixed it up, and it, yeah. it looked like butter. Yeah, it, it somehow it made it made a lump of fat more palatable. What yes, it, exactly. What the yellow like a like a um a liquid product? To, when you you know the, when you add the coloring in yellow to make it look yellow, was it a liquid? No, yellow? it was. I guess it was a liquid. Uh, it almost looked like a powdery. Okay. Oh. You would squeeze this little pimple thing in it. It would break, and then you would massage it into the uh, into the margarine until it yeah. turned oh, yellow. Yeah. My goodness. My goodness. Well, okay. That well, that's time, uh, I think the the dairy industry had it fixed so that they they couldn't make the margarine look like butter. Right. Right. Right, it, and it, it, they managed to get it passed through the, um, I guess, what, was it the Food and Drug Administration? Or whatever organization was in charge of food products then, that yes, the dairy industry was upset because it would have replaced or it was trying to replace the dairy products. You're right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I remember yeah. how Perry... Yeah, that's probably really right. I remember how Perry mentioned a few... He, he, he felt... Uh, he felt like he was a traitor to his whole family because his family was dairy farmers. And they was, uh, you are advertising margarine? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, when you have to make a living, you do a lot of things. You know, feed your wife, feed I your kids, and like feed your face. Tricia. Say what? I know something I could send you. Uh-oh. What? If I can find it, I'll send you my old ration book from when I was a kid. 
Wow. Oh, how exciting. I would love that. Thank you. I, I, I'm not promising I can find it. But if anybody can find it, years. if anybody can find it, you can. You are remarkable. So. <laughs> okay, well, Ralph, you are always such a wealth of information when we get to talk. I love it. I just love it. So, would you tell Tony that next week maybe we could say hi and and I won't feel so lonesome? Yeah, I'll t I'll tell her. But I said tonight, you know, call him up to say hello. Well, there was a radio, there was a, show, a, a radio show called The Lonesome Gal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's me. I think she played records. It's I, funny, the rest of the time you can't keep her quiet, that she don't want to talk on the <laughs> Those are the times you need to share her. <laughs> well, listen, I'm getting hoarse. Oh. Okay. Well, you take care of, your, you take care nice of yourself. You good people. Good night, oh, Ralph. You, you're so good, Ralph. Thank you so much. You have a better week. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. What's Amos' last name, everybody? And what's Mr. Conklin's first name? Oh, that was Osgood. All right. Ten for ten. Oh, gosh. Oh, Amos. Oh. All right, Two folks. syllables. Amos. Two Amos. Amos Jones. No. All right. Amos Jones? Yes. Eleven for eleven. Oh. Oh, Good thing oh we're rolling Rosen, I'm squeezing so hard tonight. We're, we're rolling tape tonight. Good thing Patricia got her show. Oh, she's on a roll. Ooh, wow. She's on a roll. Hello there, Who's you're there? on the air. All right, let's clear some stuff up here. Okay. <laughs> yes? For the first time I can remember, you two had me yelling at my radio. <laughs> what happened? Okay. First of all, if you remember, if you've ever read, and I have to tell you that uh, I read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. By the way, this is Kurt from La Habra, so everybody knows. Wave, read, Kurt, wave to the audience there. That way they know that that's No, you. I don't wave. Okay. I don't wave. Anyway. Chelsea. Um, I read, I read um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when I was in high school, and I loved it, and I was on Captain Nemo's side. I tried to read it a few years ago, and I was bored to death. No kidding. I could not believe that I had read that book at least once when I was younger and had really enjoyed it. Okay, but remember, we're talking about the Nautilus. Right. Which was a submarine. Right. Which, which traveled 20,000 leagues under the sea, which is about 60,000 miles. And... Um, the 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 um, uh, Land is is the uh, harpooner, and actually I can't remember the servant's name was Fonseca or something like that, and I cannot remember the name of the narrator. That's how much of a an impression he made because it wasn't the it wasn't the person that was important. Uh, it was the it was the idea of the ship. It was the idea of Captain Nemo, and of course I was on Captain Nemo's side because um, of all the inhumanity and all that other stuff, and, and so I was very much on his side. And uh, anyway, so, so that was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Your other question, 
the other the one that Walden posed. Yes. The last name of the author was James. James. Yes. The first name was Henry. See, Patricia. No, it was Henry James. It wasn't Harry James. It was close. Harry. It was Henry. Well, what's the difference between Henry? What the difference? Well, his mother would have known. A few different letters. His mother would have known the difference. Henry James. Henry. There we are. Yeah, he's a famous playwright. I mean, author. Yes. American-born writer regarded as one of the key figures in 19th century literary realism. And died in... Whatever that means. Like 1914 or some time. I don't remember exactly, but anyway, um, he wrote The Turn of the Screw, however, if you remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. That, and Portrait uh, of a Lady, and The Innocence, and stuff like that there. Well, yeah. Daisy Miller. Right. Innocence, well, actually, The Innocence was, I believe, the uh, the, the name that they gave the play when they did uh, The Turn of the Screw as a, I know that I saw that as a TV program was The Innocence, but uh, anyway, so, but anyway, so those are the, those are the, the two things that I was, uh, oh. was, was trying to get, <laughs> trying to get in. Well, when we talk about 20,000 leagues under the sea, because it is a distance, not a depth, That's I'm thinking now that they were talking about the travel yes. of the submarine, that it traveled 20,000 leagues. I always, think, I always think when I hear the title, you're going down. No. Yeah, but they were, and now I'm realizing that they were under the sea, which is where, of course, the submarine belongs, and they traveled sixty thousand miles while they were under sea. Right, because because in the beginning of the book, uh, they think that they're that they're that there's a beast out there, because the Nautilus is out there, um, poking its nose in uh, and and doing stuff because. Uh, people are shooting at each other or whatever. I mean, Nemo was just kind of around, you know, and he had all of his crew with him, which had also kind of given up their their human status and were just his crew. And so basically, Ned Land is the harpooner, and so, of course, they actually tried to to catch and harpoon what they assumed was a whale or a cetacean. And of course, obviously it ain't. So they just get captured and taken aboard. And then it's all about his travels and all about the adventures that happened. The, the, I mean, there there were adventures, you know, the, that were okay. But there was so much, you know, it th- there was something out there was something about that kind of science fiction that it was so. I don't know even what the word is, but like I said, I just. Rereading it, I'm just going, wow! This is, you know, it was a lot of filler material. It seemed, seemed to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of guys. Here's another wall, a Walden question. Oh my! And I'm trying to, I'm trying to grab for the information. My, what was a famous author? Yeah. Has an unusual name. Had like a best show in 1930 that Betty Davis started in the movie, and I'm trying to think. Bondage. Of, Yes. What was the name of the author? W. Somerset Mom. Yes. That's another interesting name. You know, Somerset Mom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was. William, I think, was his first name. Um, 
Yeah. Fibber McGee and Molly had a, a shtick when Fibber was taking up artwork. He was going to be a famous painter like Somerset Morgan. <laughs> Molly said it's Somerset Mon, and he was he was a writer. And he said, I, I don't know what Fibber's answer was, but he was talking about Somerset Morgan. Yes. Well, didn't he write some other, two or three other famous books besides On Human Bondage? Yes. Hmm. Well, there was a there was um, uh, the Razor's Edge, right, with Tyrone Power, right. The, um, in the movies, in the he 40s. wrote a movie. He wrote a story called The Letter with Betty Davis. Yes. Again with Betty Davis. Right. He wrote a movie called The Painted Veil. Wrote a book called uh, Moon and Sixpence. Uh, Oh, I'm sure there's more that yeah. I can't think those, of. Those are, those are clicking, but, as you mentioned. Um, yeah. yeah, but those are, yeah. Uh, and and he, I think he lived to be at least 90. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he, mm. cause he, and he died like in the 60s. He died like, I think, I think he died right around the time of Winston Churchill, but I don't, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, Churchill passed away in 65. Well, I think mom passed away shortly, not too long before that. Okay. So, anyway, but I, I just, uh, I, like I said, I, I was I was yelling at the radio because I knew what it meant, but I, you know. Yeah. All right. Who is the oldest, best well-known author out there now? Right now? Yeah. I just don't food for thought. I mean, if we mention a Somerset mom made to 90, anybody you guys can think of that's in their 80s and 90s who, is, who goes from what? well-known classic novels or stories? No, I don't. I, I always think everybody's younger. I, yeah, I don't. Um, I'm not sure how, how um, no, I'd have, to, I'd have to think about that. Okay. Because since you asked the question, it just kind of pushed everything else out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Because there is an author that I'm thinking of that, um, that, uh, Elmore, Elmore Leonard is probably, Elmore Leonard is probably one of our, one of our oldest and, uh, and most famous novels, novelists mm. I can think of. James Missioner is dead, but he did, he, he oh, yes. really had, he was like 90-ish when he died. Wait a minute, I think there's a guy with almost 100. Um, and and the thing about James Michener was that when he when he knew that that he that because I think he had kidney disease and he refused dialysis and said uh, you know that I I'm just gonna you know live out the whatever time I have and I don't think he had much because it was kidney disease but uh, mm -hmm. I believe it was kidney disease. Um, I don't know of any other authors. I think there's one in hundred. I'm trying to. Uh, I got my notebook, so I'm gonna look if I got contact info here. Who? I I missed all of that. You were too far on the other side. I I came up. I I'm thinking of one who's a hundred, hmm. and I'm gonna try to look him up. Yeah, I'd be real curious. Yeah. Because, um. All right. Well, while he's doing that. <laughs> Yes. Um, 
Oh, let me let me give you a brief update. Uh, Please. Kathy is still at the facility. Oh wow. She walked. She she walked 20 steps today in therapy. So. That's 20 steps more than she was able to yeah, take so two she, days ago. Yes, so she is getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much longer they're going to keep her, um, but you know every every day. And but she, I know she's strengthening her arms and stuff. So she's she's you know doing that that she can. And uh, so, uh, but. Um, I'm having, oh, I went to the dentist and they said, no, there's nothing, there, there, he said, what you're feeling is, is part of the, uh, part of the, of the bone and not, it's not, it's not something coming out, it's just part of the bony plate and so it's going to take, uh, he said, it's going to be tender for about three or four, two or three more weeks and he said, mm-hmm. You were supposed to to massage it and use salt water on it and uh, gargle with salt water, and uh, and hopefully it will the gum will grow over it and hopefully it'll it'll stop hurting. Yeah. It's not quite as sore yeah. as it was. So. Oh gosh, my goodness, this has not been a good month in your house, has oh, it? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, but I mean, it could be worse. You know, I mean. Um. And I was certainly sorry to hear about Ralph's paralytic ileus and yeah yeah i would say that the the anesthetic uh, anesthesia was the yeah uh, was the causative but but it's that you know like he said he's got to wait for it to wake up and sometimes you know that can be a problem so anyway um i heard i heard about your theme for for the evening yeah uh-huh and I have to tell you that my case was um, was unique uh, for well, obviously for a number of reasons. Part of it was because since um, since I went to school in Garden Grove, uh, but I lived in Santa Ana, I took the bus to school. So all the girls that I met in school were in Garden Grove, and I lived in Santa Ana. So I never really had a chance. Of... And for the audience who don't live in this area, that's about, I don't know, what do you say, Kurt? Probably a 15, 20-minute bus yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Far enough away. And, of yeah. course, and, uh, well, and so because of that and also because of the fact that um, that even though I was – I was a smart kid. Um, emotionally, I was not as 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 developed as I was as developed mentally. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so I I really didn't um, I didn't really really start going out until I was like was was like in college, and I was still worried about it even at that point. However, I do have to say that that your answer of you know there's a great movie or or whatever um, you know would you know would you like to go would would have that you know uh, as far as I'm concerned would have been a a, a wonderful you know uh, way 
that that it would have been nice if somebody had approached me that way. Mm-hmm. Because, um, of course, I was always the smartass in class because I was good at it. Well, let me ask you this. Do, do picket lines ever work? I don't think so, do they? <laughs> hey, that was, worked on me. Well, who's who's doing the picking upping? If a guy came up with you with a uh, one of those rocky pickup lines, I think you would have turned him down flat, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, okay. I know I'm Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, like I said, I think, um, like if, uh, in terms of the people that that I knew, I mean, if somebody had really had really been, you know, I thought had been interesting or, 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 you know, would propose something interesting. I certainly, you know, and yeah, that was, I was in, in high school when, when girls didn't do that, but it would have been really especially nice for me for the obvious reasons, you know, because obviously I don't drive well or at all. <laughs> And right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even ride with myself as a blind person. You know, I know what I'm not good at. So. You, you are picky, Kurt. What can I say? You, know it. Yes, yeah. you are so considerate. I am. I am. Yeah, I you really are. Wouldn't even you ride really with are. myself. But you know, I mean, it's it's upfront, and if I really were going to be doing something that weekend, but I was disappointed that I couldn't go, I would say that. Gosh, I'm really sorry. I'm, I've got plans for this weekend, but I'd love it if you asked me again sometime or again next week or how about next month. You know, I would leave the door open. Right, right. And I think, and and I think, um, I think that 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 is a that is a, a really great way that that it it saves face and it also I mean it's obviously it's the exact truth but any mm -hmm. any but somebody that you deal with they're not going to feel especially rejected if you're busy okay Patricia, yeah. so if you had a guy that you didn't care about at all and he asked you out what would be the nice way to slam the door well it would depend if he's one of these guys with a pickup line it would be really easy no 